This is a HeadGum Podcast. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. If anyone has eyes on Prez Bush today, oh, yeah. he's, he's painting. Okay. Should, we, should we open by praying for him? Yeah, let's pray for him. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think All right, I like that. here we go. Uh, so yeah, which is every head bowed and every eye closed. Um, let's just take a moment to center ourselves on the things of God, on the spirit, and, um, just pray that, uh, we fucking kick ass on this podcast today. And, uh, you know, Caroline, if you want to start and then everyone can pray as they feel led and we'll just lift it up. There's a lot going on in the world. There's a lot to vision. People are so polarized. Divisive. We're so divided right now. And we know our God is a God of unity. So let's let's give some prayers up for maybe some unification. Father God, Jesus Christ, we are coming to you today. Um, there's that verse in Colossians <laughs> that says, you know, pray for the leaders. And that's what I'm doing tonight. Tonight I'm praying for the leaders of our countries, of this world. Lord knows I'm not leading. (laughs) So I'm going to do my part, lift Mm -hmm. them up, Mm -hmm. give them wisdom, give them tissues. For checking (laughs) off. For checking off because they need to release. Mm -hmm. Give them peace. Uh, I want to call out a specific name, a uh, Christian brother in Christ, uh, George W. Bush. GWB, we are praying for Pres Bush today. Um, we know that uh, he really, really loved going to war out there, and it's got to be breaking his heart in yeah. more ways to one wow. to know that um, he is he's out of out of the saddle forever. Probably no one's going to be calling him for advice. No mm-hmm. one's going to be saying, Pres Bush, what did you do? in the Middle East where we just like to fuck all this shit up all the time. Um, so yeah, his his phone is, is going quiet tonight. His paintings are boring. It's not giving it what it used to give. And so uh, we pray for him. We pray for peace. We pray for... His paintings. Maybe Laura can give him a little WMD, you know, for breakfast in the morning or something. Whatever that means for him or her. Um, just to just to brighten his day up because, again, he is a brother in Christ and as a servant of the Lord Jesus in the army of God, mm-hmm. we hate to see veterans uh, not be busy. That's right, Father. We love that. our veterans and we want to lift them up to you today. I love that. I'd like to, if I could, maybe just yes. um, in kind of piggyback off that praising our leaders i'd like to praise the ultimate leader and welcome him here today Mm -hmm. um jesus christ yes and um let him be with us yeah Mm -hmm. um, and and let him speak through me and connect with both of you Mm -hmm. yes god and just raw dogging off of what mike said (laughs) i want to 
lift up literally every single leader because I think the Bible technically says they're all supposed to be there, which is awesome. That's right. So LAPD Chief mm. Michael mm-hmm. Moore, we want to lift yep. him up. Yep. We want to lift up. Special post of put up by God. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. We want to lift up Governor Greg Abbott in Texas mm. for making all those great rules about... Mm. Good gracious Governor the, Newsom. Mm-hmm. Governor Newsom. Well, for now. <laughs> yeah. For now. The Lord might remove him from his yes. post. And if yeah. that's what the Lord wants, that's if that's what the Lord what will get. God will will. Yeah. But we want to pray for all of them. We want to pray for uh, Obama, and we hope he does, isn't too hungover after his final <laughs> yeah. party the other night. He's busy. Yeah, he's getting real busy with Chrissy Teigen and John Legend. And so we just pray that that group text is popping for them, God, and that they continue to enjoy fellowship with each other as they spread COVID to their wait staff and hands and feet, the people working on their property. <laughs> That's right. And again, tissues. We pray for that family as we well. We pray that Obama, Obama has a nice clean jerk. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> We pray for GWB's paintings. Like he does some really good. Maybe this period of his life yields the best work yet. Maybe the Lord could kind of speak through him, give us a painting to kind of help us understand what's going on over there Absolutely. right now. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. To really connect. Because God, we know you speak through art, you speak through music. Exactly. And so we hope that you speak through this disgraced <laughs> former president's <laughs> shitty him, ass little. <laughs> Child's drawings. The Lord has spoke through fireproof. I can only imagine. Mm. God's not dead. One, two, three, and four. Mm. God speaks through art. That's right. Yeah. And it's for all these things we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And the T is like yuck hard. Consider the source. Hey. God, consider the source. It's me. I'm a fan of my mom. We gotta give this world back to God. <laughs> Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. I'm Caroline. And we're here to give this world back, back to, to God. God. Kevin, the other day I was at a coffee shop and the Rush Limbaugh theme song was playing mm-hmm. and I tried to record it, but it was just, there was way too much of a chatter going on. Yeah, that's a, it to you. it's a song from, I think, either the 70s or 80s by a band called, it's either the Pretenders or the Searchers, I forget, but it was like a rock song before it was the anthem of racism <laughs> for like three <laughs> decades or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, so sad, but I would have been very touched and felt very seen. Yeah, I felt rough treasure. to be just like triggered alone over my ice mocha. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> wait, where was it? Really this? hard. Or don't dox yourself if you don't want to. I don't remember. Okay. Where was it? It's probably Starbucks. Yeah. Just some maskless hanging <laughs> Starbucks and risking your life. <laughs> I would for strawberries and cream, personally. Oh. <laughs> uh, we're here to have good Christian fun. Good Christian fun is a podcast where we talk about Christian pop culture, the music and the movies and the entertainment made for, made by, sometimes made about Christians, sometimes made by former Christians pretending to be Christians, or former Christians commenting on Christianity through Wolves their stuff. clothing, a.k.a.? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and we got to get them out of the flock. And sometimes Christians, I don't even know they're Christians yet, but because <laughs> God is reflected in all things. Did you hear that? That uh, There's an example I heard in sermons where it's like, you know what? God, uh, humanity was created in God's image. We're all made in the image of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So even when we don't mean to, even when we're not Christians, we all reflect God in these different ways. Yeah. It's like we're broken, shattered mirrors. Right. Incredible. Have you you've heard that before, right? God is reflected. My life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
like it's just in like my a face, little shard. My soul, my voice, mm-hmm. my gorgeous ass. You know these feet. God these is legs. Ref- <laughs> even if your dump truck isn't coronated to the glory of God, He will be honored. He will work through by it. it. God it's works comforting. through that mm-hmm. beautiful caboose. And today we're talking about under oath. Under oath is a Christian. Hardcore band. Yes. Some might say screamo. Some might Formerly. say Formerly. metal. Yeah. Yes, formerly Christian. A timeline, depending where you're at. And if you've heard like a sort of uh, low, handsome voice mumbling in the background of this podcast <laughs> so far, too, that you're not used to, hey, don't be freaked out. It's not our producer Dexter. It's not the Holy Spirit. It's our special guest who we're going to introduce right now. Friends and folks, he's an actor, a musician, a comedian, a writer. The director of the viral videos and Dez Michi and from the band <laughs> Twins. Give it up for Mike, Mike Avila. <laughs> Welcome. Wait, Thank I didn't you. know that hey, your bud. hands touched Zendaya's Michi. My that, hands were that, on the directing. Wow. That's right. It was a. It was in Huge. the New York Times, yep. my Huge. friend. My name. My first name appearance in the New York Times. <gasps> yeah. Wow. Yep. Now your last. I don't last? have an NYT appearance yet. First and not my last. Oh, okay. We will see. <laughs> optimate. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First of many. You wait. Pray for uh, that. Have you, you got wait, one yeah, yet, Caroline? You. No, Kevin. All right. All right. All right. One of the one three. You know it's weird to have your name in the New York Times no. in general. It's just news. Unusual. Yeah. It's. Yeah. It's not like something asked for. It's just. You know, it's doing just, it's just something so remarkable that it when you do the Lord's work and this amorphous bullshit that we do it just happens <laughs> in this thing yeah. we call art. So that's just a hazard of the job. I I'm going to do something so bizarre and heinous that like I a school shooting. NYT. Yeah, what? Whoa. <laughs> like, no. That will get you in. That will get you in for sure. I'm thinking page, like I don't know. I'm not encouraging covered it. in mud somewhere. I'm not I discouraging know. it. <laughs> I know that's the thing is you know kids are going back to school. It is sad to think about like. To be to be double afraid. They're thinking about it. Both the virus and shootings now yeah. sucks so yeah. bad. Do you think this that in their minds shootings has maybe taken a little step back? They got the uh, mask on. It's sort of mm, front of you know. I don't know. I don't know what's a more clear and present danger for kids. Maybe for young kids, COVID mm-hmm. is, and for like teenagers or like middle schoolers, more shootings are. Do you think it is? Do you really think it is? They, I do you think I they no think idea. about it? Again, I have no idea what children I don't know think, if they do. as we were discussing <laughs> off mic before we yeah. started. Hey, any children, I let us like, know what you're thinking about. Yeah, let us know. Besides right, right slime, in. slime. I don't know. Call, call yeah. the line. You guys have a line. Right? Go <laughs> yeah, deal. we got a live line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We call can. the live line. Let us know. Because yeah. I would argue that, that it's like similar to, you know, our parents saying, you should be scared of um, nuclear bombs. Nuclear bombs coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was the 1950s when I went to high school. Can I? Okay. Can I? Can I air a grievance real quick? What? Sure. So I did say at the very beginning mm-hmm. of this pandemic that we're still in the middle of. I know that uh, I mentioned casually in a conversation with a group of friends on a group Facetime thing. I was like. Well, you know, at least there's going to be less school shootings now. There's like one upside to it. And they're like, you should tweet that. I was like, I don't Ooh. know if that's my brand. <laughs> school shootings is tough. A lot of people have been taken down for school shooting tweets. And they were like, Kevin, you, you <laughs> have to A lot of people have lost careers. But I, but, Wait, but, that's how I get in the NYT. To tweet about a yeah, school yeah, don't shooting do one, so that would be horrifically. Really bad. <laughs> so cruelly. No, but they're like, Kevin, it's going to work. It's funny. And I was like, I don't know, fellas. And they're like, no, you should do it. And I did it, and it did not did do not, did numbers. Not did you delete? Yeah. No, I think it's still, uh, I don't remember if I deleted or not. Wow. But then I saw almost the exact same tweet from someone else. It was like 100,000 like likes. Tone mm. No, it like, was a joke. Hey, it was a joke format. It was like, you know, it's like a sad What's that about? joke. I don't know. Maybe people don't trust you just that don't have the my voice avatar for, would yeah. 
You don't have the voice for dead teens. Yeah, it's I the Grothy Goopty thing all this over again about it. Chadwick and RBG hugging in heaven. You anyway. know how um, people were saying that we should disarm teachers to like combat mm-hmm. school shootings? So sure. we'll just be sort of a yeah. teacher shootout going on. I think they did that in Florida. Well, that something cool. that now is is available, I guess, to teachers is bioweapons. Because if they have coronavirus. They just cough oh. on the oh. shoot. Yeah, yeah that's true. Shirt, and just wait two weeks right. or so. Yeah, you do have a 14-week window that you're strapped and loaded. Is done. Yeah, <laughs> he's out of there. Yeah, yeah. these little fuckers. <laughs> and it's so Make sad. Make fun of my outfit again. Throw shit at me while I'm writing on the chalkboard. Do they still write on chalkboards? Uh, not for long, Mike. Not yeah. for no. long. <laughs> my nephew was having a hard time getting his uh, email set up. Is that true? School. Yeah, he's in ninth grade. His first week in oh, ninth grade, and he, he had to get his email, but they couldn't get his email working, so he couldn't get his homework. But oh. and so I'm like. Damn. It's all online. That's sad. You know? Do you get your assignments and everything? Yeah. You, you don't have to every- write it down off mm-hmm. of the whiteboard like we That's did. That's what I'm saying. Do they Are they even using whiteboards anymore? Sure. Yeah. Well, not not in this PC culture. You can't use a whiteboard <laughs> anymore. It's probably, just you know, yeah, exactly. like 20 yeah. iPads. Where's the diversity board? Yeah. <laughs> it's 20 iPads. It's like the architect in the Matrix Reloaded. <laughs> Man, I mean, also a, a, a ninth grader setting up an email account. Mm-hmm. When did that, you get your first email? No, no, no. He, ha- I think he has his. He own already email. had his. I believe. Well, I don't know. What was uh, it? It's like a school email. Garfield. <laughs> no, it was Doctor Funky Seventeen. You know that's true. <laughs> yeah, you know that's true. <laughs> it was a little close to zero seven before that. It was a flowery guy before that. A flowery mm. guy. Yeah. yeah. Based on the Five Hour Frenzy song, a flowery oh, song. Oh, love it. Yes, yes. A flowery song. From my mom sent beatdowns. my first email up. For that song's me. about a school shooting. Oh. No, it's not. Is I swear to God. Yes, because they're from. They're from Colorado. Uh, Colorado, but they're specifically oh, close yeah. to Columbine. I believe the town they're from. I thought every new day was about school shooting. You're I right. Thought, You're absolutely right. Okay, and Flowery Song was about <laughs> the song. Is, yes. Praise him from whom I bless his throat. That's on me. <laughs> that is on me. <laughs> All on MA over here. But I was going to say, for ninth graders or whenever you guys email, the, your options are a little more limited. Because we've had how many years of people needing yeah, yeah. email. And they're how often are used. they like deactivating emails mm. at Google? Oh, when well, someone I, dies? I don't know. I'll take that job. I would argue the Florida school system likely has their own little private email server. Yeah. Oh, uh, like a dot Florida. Dot yeah. Thing. Like, but when he gets that Gmail out of high school, he's he's a little yeah. screwed dot com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna, <laughs> you're going to need like four. Screwed dot com, taken. Oh, maybe it's like Jeff <laughs> at screwed dot com. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. They're going to have to do their own domain names where uh-huh. it's like their oh, yeah, like first and last names. Yep. Mm-hmm. But like five generations, I just worry, not about climate change, but just about yeah. future email, email options. Yeah. yeah, if I have kids. And I name him my name. He won't <laughs> yeah. be able to use my name for You email. wouldn't do that, though, would you? Name him my name? Yeah. Would you? I don't know. Maybe. My brother did it. Mike Aviles2 really? mm-hmm. at yeah. msn.com. <laughs> I, my, my father's name is my mill name, but that's as far oh, as I think my family I would go. My, yeah, my grandfather's name is my middle name. Oh, okay. That's yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of nice. But, uh... Hey, we're not here to talk about names. We're here to talk about the name Emails. above all names. The only name. Okay. The name. Capital okay. N. Capital N. Mike, you have a rich and detailed history that's c- kind of captivating, surprising, but inevitable, yes. with a clean three-act structure, sure. with a beginning, a middle, and an end. Okay. And it's funny, but it is poignant at the same time. And I'd love if you could you kind the of New York Times give us the, uh, yeah. <laughs> there was a you footnote article? saying- article? It wasn't just a mention? <laughs> Work harder. Please. Work yeah. harder. Yeah, Maureen Dowd did a pro file on him <laughs> and everyone was happy no for her. where how, you grew up in florida i grew up how did you florida, were you yeah. like born into the faith into christianity oh 100 okay yeah, yeah yeah my mom i was i was 
conceived. No, I'm kidding. But I was at <laughs> <laughs> youth group. <laughs> I mean, who knows? I don't know. My mom was so my mom was the teacher at uh, the school I went to, which mm-hmm. was so my church had a school, so it was a church school combo. Yes. Church in the front. School, school in the back. back. I had a yeah. similar situation. Taco Bell, Pizza yes. Hut, uh-huh. Caroline. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, now I get it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and I am the youngest team. of four, so mm-hmm. we were already pretty thick in that church. Tell yeah. you what. So all your siblings were already involved and in, like going to youth groups and everything. Um. Well, by the time you became conscious. No. I. Well. Yeah. I guess. Well, my my oldest sister's eight years older than me. So yeah, maybe. I mean, wow. by the time they were in youth church, then it was like like by the time I knew youth church was a thing, mm-hmm. it was my future. You know what I mean? It was like just waiting until I go to oh my, my first God, to youth go group to camp, service. to go to, to go to summer camp. Yes. My when I was I think eleven, my my best friend's dad like ran the like big youth group like summer camp in Florida. Like oh, all yes. the big churches from around Florida would get together for this big summer camp. And my sisters got to go to it. Everybody got to go to it. I couldn't wait to go. Oh. And then when I was like 11 or 12, I think I was 12. You, you have to be 13 to go. When I was 12, they let us go early. And I bet that we felt had an like end. you were a VIP wow. at a club oh. Soho oh, or whatever. No idea. <laughs> we were the coolest kids. Oh, amazing. Yeah, we were, the, we were the, the ultimate youth pastors, like, you know, with his son. I was mm-hmm. like his best friend. Mm-hmm. It was like pff, cleaned Come up. On. Cleaned yeah. You know, uh, I prayed for everyone. Is there any more <laughs> vaunted position in that sort of community than the turtle of your youth pastor's entourage? I mean, I'm saying. Oh, it, yeah. That it, is a good end, though. It paid off. It yeah, paid off. you know what's uh, going on. So were you pretty into it, into well, church and everything? Oh, yeah. So like when I, my, the first church we went to was a, like an evangelical, like Christian church. You okay. know what I mean? Yes. Like, like what the Trump type church is now, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like Southern uh what well, was called rockledge christian and it was rockless like, rockledge is the name of the town oh, rockledge. From rockledge christian because yeah, rockledge church i think it was <laughs> right at all <laughs> but my so it's kind of interesting because my parents god bless them they're probably gonna listen to this and so i want to hear them hey. to hear me say that they moved down from new york they went to like woodstock like they were freaking hippies like oh, my dad like he yeah. was a nom you know he came back he was you know what I'm saying? He was testing out all the drugs. Sure. And oh, then they sure. moved to Florida and Florida whipped them into shape. Well, they Florida got famously saved. has no drugs. <laughs> right. Like, well, no, they do. Florida state. famously straight edge swim state. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're doing drugs in the name of the Lord behind oh, closed doors. Big difference. Um, yeah. Um, okay. So, so they started going to church. They were radically saved by the Lord. Do you know that story um, of how they found out about that kind of like brand of Christianity, what got them into it? it? While they were on them? LSD. Yeah, while I mean, they were uh, <laughs> my, my aunt um, was going to this church. And so okay, yeah. when they moved to Florida, uh, my, they, my aunt, my dad was working with my uncle on the docks. And it was sort of like a, kind of like a New York thing. Like, hey, you know, you kind of come down to Florida, you're going to uh-huh. work on the docks and that's just what you're going to do. And my <laughs> dad's like, okay, <laughs> you got to pay for your kids. And so, cool. you know, then they, but those, they were going to this church mm-hmm. and that was that. They, they were brought they, your family into They that. brought okay, them cool. in and then they, they started having kids and then I was raised in that church till I was 10. And that church was like the boring Christian church you could like picture. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like guy at pulpit, everyone goes up and cries at the end and like that's it. Or get two organs, like, two organs oh yeah like Dang. there were these twin sisters they were like and they're like still alive pretty sure they're like in their 90s huh? i think one of them just passed away r.i.p oh, she's one in heaven organ. though oh. that's what they want they're, they're going one last yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
But this, <laughs> you think they, that's how she dies while she's playing, and it makes that yeah, sound. It sounds like Interstellar, weirdly. Yeah, gorgeous, gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, it's <soon>. beautiful. <laughs> she pans Zimmer away from her body. <laughs> Wait, twins were playing. Yeah, 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 and they they were yeah, nice. and they would dye their hair pink. They were what? oh, they were hilarious. Lynchian. This is yeah. crazy. It yeah. was wild. It was Very wild. Cool. Um, and but this church was boring, right? Like growing yeah. up, my best friend went to and the guitar player in my band eventually he went to the cool church in my town oh there was a rock and roll church exactly yeah yeah i'm surprised your parents didn't end up at that one first well you wait okay uh <laughs> well first yeah they, they don't, don't know. know yeah they don't know what they were a hippie you know and that yeah. was like also the era when that was like solidifying in the evangelical right. church well both i think both these churches kind of started around the same time you mm-hmm. know in the 80s or whatever mm-hmm. and so by the time I was conscious and was like, you know what, that's the cool church. And then my best friend's dad became the youth pastor of it. I was like, we're going to this church. Like, I'm going to that church. This youth group is boring. Wow. They don't have drums. Like, I'm going to that one. And so then I put my foot down when I was like 11 years old. And I told my mom, like, I'm going to the cool Whoa. church. Yep. This oh, is huge then, as the youngest. That we're all three youngest here mm-hmm. in the that's family. True. That's a oh big gosh. deal to be like, yeah. no, I'm 10 years old. And yeah. <laughs> you're going to drive me <laughs> exactly. somewhere else today. And so then we all started going to that church. Wow. You brought the whole family mm-hmm. over. And it was, it was, it was dramatic. It was, it was a shift. Was, yeah. I, I mean, the, yeah. the pastors of the churches that, you know, like, there was some drama. My mom had a whole guilt trip about it. She felt bad going to the new church. They she made her guilty. feel bad about yeah. it. Oh yeah. They made her feel real bad. Cause oh, she still, God. she taught, she was a teacher at, the school where oh, I was going. Oh, shoot. And so yeah. then I'm in school. She's a teacher at the school. And now I'm going to the other church. Not okay. It's probably like when, uh, help me out here, LeBron James yeah, that's an came athlete. to mm-hmm. LA yeah. to play for, for you got it. the, the Lakers. Lakers. But I Clippers. don't know where he's from. He's from Cleveland. He is from Cle- okay, Cleveland. Okay, so it's like a betrayal. Cleveland. Well, what? he 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 didn't <laughs> play in Cleveland for a long time. Okay. That was the thing. And Cleveland, like famously, I think I think want obviously wanted the best mm-hmm. player in the NBA. And then he he but he went to Miami and he won yeah. some titles down there. And then he goes to Cleveland, kind of like a homecoming. And he, unbe- like nobody thought it could happen. Cleveland sucked ass. He wins a freaking championship oh, with Cleveland. Wow. And then he bolts to LA. And they oh, were like, what the stinks. fuck? Yeah. He was like, bip, but, bip, bip, cleaned it so up that's for you. So that's what your mom did. That's what my mom did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, she but won I, a championship. I see that too. Yeah. <laughs> she was carrying the <laughs> yeah. whole team. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it is a big deal. Like, it's crazy how when you work at a church in any capacity, they oh, yeah. also expect you to fully be at the service right. with your entire family yeah. every week. Like, mm-hmm. their life depends upon it. I preferred that other church, though, because they didn't spank their kids. And I got a lot of spankings in school. So. Excuse me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> This was uh, Florida, baby. Wait, 19- so you're this cool was church the spanked school? or no? Not cool church spanked. Oh, oh old school yeah. church. Yeah, oh yeah. And you, spanked you oh, at yeah. school? Yeah, when you were bad, you'd get you got to go to the principal's office. You get a spanking. Oh my god. We're all products of spanking <laughs> he had here a in big, this room, huge, right? Yeah, but not at school. Yeah, <laughs> like Damn. had a big, huge cutting board, like you know, one of those long tra- ra- oh, rectangular yeah. type cutting boards with a handle. Oh what yeah. The oh fuck? My God. Yeah, they drill holes in it so it'd move real fast. What? Oh, he was getting it. And then it was it had kids' names all over it because every time you got spanked, you had to sign your name. And then <laughs> if you got spanked sadistic. again, you'd put a little. Uh, are you dash serious? Next. Oh yeah, my name was all That's over. That's what Ew, the whole freak are was for. keeping track of the kids. He got oh, to yeah. spank with that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the holes so that your fart could fit perfectly through when he hit <laughs> Just your butt. Just in case. It was a different, <laughs> it was a different time. <laughs> they don't want you to be embarrassed. Yep. If you yeah. Yeah. Modern kids don't know what they're missing. I don't, I don't know if I've shared this piece of trivia, but 
we all know who Roy Orbison was. Pretty Woman, Only uh, the Lonely. Pretty Woman. Oh, the oh singer. music. I the thought we singer, had the movie. Yeah, Roy Orbison, excuse me. One of the like greatest voices of the 20th century. <laughs> crying. Yeah, Blue Bayou. He grew up in Texas and uh, was a student of my grandfather's in elementary school. And my mm-hmm. grandfather did spank Hell. Roy Orbison. Yeah. And you know this because your grandfather would brag about spanking Roy. Yeah, yeah. he did, kind of. <laughs> Porter fam <laughs> legacy. And if it wasn't for that... Technically good one, fam, my mother's side. Kevin, yes, by so. the time my grandpa was your age, he had spanked so many future divas. <laughs> and gave us so much and good music. And what do you have? A little dog Robert that barks Pl- a little too hey. much? <laughs> and you refuse to spank him. Oh, Robert Plant spanked right him. <laughs> Mick Jagger spanked yeah. the shit off bon Jovi Was he in spanked. the UK? <laughs> How is that possible? Neil Diamond spanked the, the Caroline out of him. <laughs> you know, there's that lyric in Thunder Road oh, by Bruce Springsteen, Roy Orbison. And singing mm-hmm. for the lonely, and he would not have been. If you listen to the record record backwards, you can hear the spank. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like going back. Oh in the Oh my part. god, I'm so sorry you got spanked. That is so crazy. And then oh, it's fine. And I then he. Uh, anyway, I'm, I'm Wait, well what adjusted did you get about spanked it. For? Oh man, were you acting out? Come on, come on, out? Out? Come on, come on. silly this, Billy. Yeah, are you kidding me? Yeah, kind of a on. bad boy. Yeah. No, you sound uh, very much like a very uh, good the, child. The <laughs> one thing I do remember is there was a basketball court in the very back of the school, and there were like um, it was like two stories, but the top story had like viewing bleachers, for oh, like, yeah. so you could watch the game, and there was a railing. And yeah, I think it was I like climb me and because I my mom would be teaching and, and me and my brother would have to stay after every day and that hang building out. Becomes your whole dumpling. Exactly. Gym. Yeah. And so I climbed over the railing and was just trying to jump down to the second row of bleachers and the principal caught me. Oh yeah, I'd wanna, so I want to spank some spank fear for into you. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was wearing my uh, my soaps. Mm-hmm. You guys remember soaps? <laughs> no. No. What you remember that? soaps? Is that a Florida no. thing? I mean, no, it's kind of like an extreme sports in the 90s thing. Like Actually, soap X is games. not a Florida thing. <laughs> yeah. It. yeah, it would have been like gator guts or something. Y'all know gator guts? <laughs> yeah. I was wearing my gator guts. No, gator guts. You just eat them. They're just guts. <laughs> You don't do nothing yeah. with it. You just got to kill a gator. Um, no, they're they're soaps. They were like skate shoes, but they had a, a grind pad in the middle of oh, the sole, cool. so you could like run and like grind rails and stuff. Oh, okay. It seems like a much cooler. I don't. Heelys. I don't know how I yeah, didn't hear those, but heel. I didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know how they missed yeah, me. I wonder how like, known Texas Dude, athlete Kevin T. Porter missed. Did that. you not watch the X Games? Like, come on. How did I did not. Them? Wait. So well, you're when kind you of a skater now, you could probably you could probably ride those things. A skater. I'm a roller skater. It's hardly a skater. That is it's hard to skate cool. in those. I Indoor think it's roller harder skates. than inline. It might be. I don't know. But I grew up with inline skates too. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm bi is what I'm saying. <laughs> is that offensive? Ways. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse yeah, me. That's fine. Um, but you, did, you were a musician. Did you? Uh, you oh, are. Yeah. Did Excuse you play the, the bands that Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of, yeah. Church band is sort of, yeah, that's how my life got ruined, I'd, I'd say. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. This is strong language. Not ruined, but... It's what definitely, it was the next two decades of my life from playing music in church. Two decades. Or so. Well, I, mean, I don't know. Am I, I doing mean, the math wrong? Maybe one. But I imagine it started with like kind of straight, I'm 34? No. Yes. You are 34? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I imagine it started with like straight across the plate, vanilla, white bread, CCM praise and worship, Lord, oh, yeah, lift yeah. your name on yep. high. Yeah. Sort of uh, yes, 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 Lord. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> yeah, were you that's, guitar? Uh, were you keys? I was, were you drums? So, it's kind of a family thing. Well, I should, you know what? I should back up a little oh, yeah. further. Back it up. At the time when I was born and gr- first grew up in that other church, my dad was actually in a uh, a Christian hair metal band no in the 80s. No way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. What's the they were called they were called Chariot and there's another Chariot. there's another hardcore band uh Christian hardcore band actually called Chariot and they are not the same this is the original Chariot Chariot the 80s. Oh okay. Um <laughs> they were similar to Striper. I don't know if you Yeah, we Striper. just talked about Striper a few weeks ago. Striper, uh-huh. White Cross was another one. Yes. Uh White Cross actually stayed at my house when we were kids. Whoa. So my dad had played a show with them. Oh my gosh. I'm uh, I'm going to oh, yeah. the Encyclopedia of Contemporary Christian Music to see if Chariot wore but it has to be the entry. original chariot. I know. Well, this I don't believe it, it would have counted the other chariot. You're carrying this? on your dad's legacy also. I mean, true. Having a band similar to several like other band names. <laughs> if, if they're in here, and if they were good. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. I don't know. I don't, you know. How do you spell cherries? Did your dad talk fondly about that that period of doing Oh, I mean, yeah. For Christ? I mean, he loved it. We all loved it. It was cool. Like, I remember going to shows. Like, my first show I went to was... Like with my dad, you know, his oh bands gosh. and stuff. Like we go, to, I remember I have memories of like being in bars and stuff and like them playing shows. Cool. And uh, like, I think my first show I remember going to was this band Crash Dog. Crash they were like a Christian, like gutter punk band. I want to see oh, Crash Dog. Yeah. Crash Dog's great. <laughs> There's no chariot entry in this. That's okay. I'm so That's okay. sorry to you report. Write the book. I know. Um, well, so your mom was teaching at the Christian school, yes. so she was pretty in deep. Was your dad also involved in the church, like in the music program at all? Um, or was he kind of like, I'm staying out of this? Yeah, kind of. I don't know. I can never really figure out my dad. He, go, I'm like, some days I'm like, oh yeah, my dad's definitely was deep He's in. But then it. there are other days where I'm like, no, he was just doing this for his wife to just mm-hmm. make life easier. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, like me and my dad now, like we smoke weed and get down on some alien talk. You know what wow. I mean? Like, he's, But cool Christians can do that, man. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. You you're don't right. have to be that's <laughs> True. Faith hey, smoke preach, brother. Reefer. I hear you. Not Crazy. at a Trumpy church, though. That's for sure. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. No. Well, that's the thing. That church is now 100% like a Trumpy church, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, They're hosting but... Mar-a-Lago buffets. Like, <laughs> right? yeah. like, but yeah, so that's how the, my intro into Christian music started. It was through my dad mm-hmm. and then, like just being around it like growing up. And then once we were in church, my sister uh, married my brother-in-law, Chris, who's an amazing musician. Uh, and he was playing in the church band. And then so my brother started playing bass in the church band. And then so by the time I was around, I was like, well, we need a drummer. And so I started playing the drums when I was like, oh I don't gosh. know, sixth grade or so. And uh, Because they needed a drummer? Yeah, my my brother was like, like because we, we were starting a band. Like we actually, okay, this is fun. Brother we band. actually, so me, I'm I, dreaming I, the, right band that I, the band <laughs> that I spent like eight years touring on the road with as an adult. The, f- the four of us were like best friends in kindergarten in, in Christian school together. Cute. And our, I think it was like first grade talent show. We played as a band and like lip sync to uh, Tearing Down the Walls by DC Talk. Cute. Tearing down the walls. Oh walls, walls of segregation, people. <laughs> so cute. Yeah. And oh, so ever wow. since then, as we were growing up, like best friends, we were like, oh, we're going we're gonna to be in band. Eventually we'll be in a band. And then by the time we were old enough, my brother, you know, they was, there was guitar, bass, you know, singing. Everyone wow. was like, well, we need a drummer. You got to play drums. And I kind of wanted to play drums. Drums anyways, is so. a great one, too, because you are so removed from the front lines of the worship oh, band great. that you are like, you're a part of it, but no one expects like, you know, you to be uh, oh, living yeah. a perfect life, mm-hmm. maybe the way that they do with the lead worship guy exactly. who's singing. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, 
fast forward to just i mean a few years ago when i was living in chicago a, a good friend of mine plays music at this uh, great church called soul city church in chicago yeah and uh, long story short i like became friends with this guy like through other old band friends and i was playing drums in a church band wow i was like i'm done back i'll never come back cage. i literally moved to chicago to like flee that lifestyle oh you know what God. i mean and then a year later, I'm sitting behind a kit in a little fishbowl in, in, a, in a church of <laughs> a thousand people playing hill what songs. How do they keep bringing you back? Well, you think is, I mean, it's a regular gig. That's the thing is the regularity friends. of it is yeah, sure, very enticing really good food. Mm-hmm. Really good food. But and the, it's actually a really cool church. Uh, they are a cool church. Like they don't like, you know, they don't hate gay people. Like it was mm-hmm. a cool. Oh, that's good. Yeah. It's a cool place. You don't feel like more um, being reprehensible. But yeah. What a bar to clear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't hate not gay. setting crosses on fire in anyone's hey, okay. lawns. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll play for that. Good church. Exactly. There are, yeah, maybe that's a loose term, but yeah, they're a quote good good church gooder church yeah like a good cop yeah they're good cops (laughs) (laughs) they're a good cop yeah that's a great that's a great way to put it actually i would argue that's great yeah um but yeah i mean it it was kind of the band at church too okay yeah Yeah, okay so So then what happened there well then yeah so i started learning how to play drums and then to be honest like it's kind of awesome because you're playing music. Like if you want to be a good musician, I would anyone listening, there's any youngsters out there that are like, I don't know about church. It's actually a great way, though, to get a lot yes. of stage oh, time. Oh, we're recruiting today, actually. Uh, okay, uh, we're changing the <laughs> MO so of the podcast a little bit yeah, today. Yeah, you guys get you in church. To to church. Get behind those drums. It no. seriously is a great place if you're, like, trying to learn the arts. You can do theater. You can do I singing. Mean, it's, you can do speaking. Like, everything I so do now, ways. I did yeah. learn how to do. I mean, at least get the bug of how to do it in, in church. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so I, my, my, you know, it was a family family thing. All my yeah. friends were playing in the band. I, I was like, oh, I got to play in the band. Thing. And so we started in our, we were like our youth band, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and so yeah, I started playing drums there and then there it led from like, well, we're going to start a band. We always, me and my brother always wanted to be in a band. So we would, you know, use the church as like a, they had, you know, facilities. They had like yes. mics and stuff. We yeah, could practice. That's the so other we thing. Would, they have all the resources. Yeah. We need. would practice, you mm-hmm. know, we'd, we'd go there and practice sometimes, whatever. And not to get too ahead of it, but you know, you would go on to be in a more, sort of hardcore band yes. but you were not dabbling in that genre quite yet when you were in the like i don't assume you were doing like super wild drum fills oh no we were of, you were i mean in eighth grade i when i was in i think seventh or eighth grade we wrote our like first p- original punk song shout out yeah. to the lord <laughs> oh yeah i mean well not not i mean i i would bring my double bass kick pedal to you the church would? and oh yeah well my brother-in-law is like i was saying he's like an actually a legitimately good musician mm-hmm. and he plays like dream theater and shit so he can like shred the guitar oh and so he was all into it so, so yeah. we would yeah we would deck the kid out and we'd we'd go off every now and then nice. in the church Stand service so you know like people's arms are getting tired yeah oh i would still going those builds you know <laughs> doom, doom, i would throw in like a oh yeah you know i'd get i'd tear I mean, it up you know you know the famous <laughs> oceans video right where the drummer just goes wild do you know what i'm talking about <laughs> oceans video upon your name. i see how do i see oh. this is a oh hell yeah i've seen this video from a couple yes. years ago and this is a yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, shit. This is 2014, at least on YouTube. Oh, yeah. I remember this. Straight across the plate, sort of. Uh, He's got really high symbols, right? United song. And and yeah, this dude pops off. <laughs> Go for it, my dude. Go off. He's just like trying to keep mm. it up. The drummer's drumming like is it, if he stops, his family will be shot <laughs> exactly, to death. Yeah. <laughs> 
Play those drums. Oh my god. For the Lord. You can't even see him. Yeah, yeah the just shot's not showing. Oh, wait, here it comes. Yeah, they zoom his out. Arms on those things. They zoom oh out. Oh my he's god. He's right next to her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I want a Clint Eastwood no, biopic so about that guy. <laughs> I wasn't that bad, but okay. I'll be honest, not far not off. Not far? I, would, I mean, because in my mind, I'm thinking, I, I mean, at the time, I was definitely drinking the juice. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I love mm-hmm. Jesus. I was deep yeah. in Communion. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I was, yeah. I, you know, I was part of the prayer team. Like, mm-hmm. we were going off. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I was like, I got to get good as shit on these drums so I can get the fuck out of Florida. It was like really what I was thinking. You were drumming your way out. Hell yeah. Like, okay, <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Like that guy, maybe that guy's having the exact same journey that you were at the exactly. time. You never like, know when a shot. scout's at second service, fellas. You know, you never know when you'll be this spotted. This got something. Yeah. A&R Hollywood. from Capitol I mean, Records. <laughs> I joke, I joke, but I mean, I don't know how much you know that like the Nashville, I mean, the Nashville music Nashville, scene is yeah, like, like, you know, that's where like Katy Perry's, you know, will recruit her guitar players for tour or whatever. Like this. Yeah. They're big mega churches of yeah trinity that's, baptist that's you where know, it's all everything. going down yeah, mm-hmm. yeah okay it's like so, so you're also just getting practice in too to like become a musician and get to do that yeah 100 yeah. i mean that was the when appeal you, and for were me. you were in your mind were you like i'm gonna do this as a career or you're like i'm doing this to glorify god Wink. <laughs> <laughs> i mean if we want to get deep into it then we could turn this into one of my therapy sessions yeah. but like well, sure no yeah yeah i mean it was that it's was that. that was my constant struggle growing up was like mm-hmm. i felt like i had to do something for god like you once just i do it because you liked it no absolutely no. not it was so it was like and i joked with my brother about this uh because it's like we we wanted to play music we wanted to play like you know i was listening to like no effects and like like all kinds like bad religion and like uh, all these like you know bands that i like now but as a kid i wasn't allowed to listen to that shit i was only allowed to buy stuff from the christian music bookstore and like all my friends like i'd have to borrow like a biggie album from my friend you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i wasn't allowed to listen to that stuff mm-hmm. and and i was always like caught in this like what's okay and then what it but i i like this stuff it yeah. seems good or am i being prideful you know, you know when i'm right. playing drums and i'm just shredding that exactly that pig skin? do you guys still have that pig skin <laughs> yeah the, the yeah. drums are all made out of football the, 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 no, skin, the, right? they, they do call it the skins <laughs> Slapping, hitting the skins. Slapping the skins. Just one of those skins. Um, Yeah. yeah, But yeah, yeah, yeah. so it was like growing up, you know, I always wanted to be an actor and like comedian and stuff, but that was, that was secular. You know, Mm -hmm. that's what, how are you going to do that for the Lord? You know, do you guys still have that struggle with duality even now, even though we're pretty distant and and decompressed from a lot of that time? Do you still have like, wait a minute, is this a fleshly desire I'm having? I would argue that if you're raised in church, like sounds like we all were, Mm -hmm. it's embedded in in, in like who you are. You can't really unlearn a lot of that stuff. It Mm -hmm. just becomes part of your personality. Um, Even though like on paper, you're like, yeah, I see how crazy this shit is. And like, I don't personally practice it or believe it anymore. But like, it's 100% of like, a part of who I am as far mm-hmm. as how I treat people and like how I operate, no matter how much I try to like kind of like steer away from it or just find like who I am in all of it or whatever. Yeah. You can't help but think like, yeah, I find myself like saying old prayer type shit in my brain. Do you guys do that? Oh, all the time. Like, yes. like, yeah. Yes. Like when you're stressed or you're like, I'll, 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 I'll be like, I'm praying right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? I've I don't want to pray like, right now. i wake up in the morning and just do like, you know, nice affirmations for the day <laughs> of just like, okay. Oh, yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Carol, let's try and improve the day. I don't know. Which, I don't know which part of that was so funny. The idea of you waking up early in the morning. Are you? Hey, sh- okay. <laughs> it's, 
Are before you? nine. Okay. All right. We're in the ballpark. Okay, all right. Continue. Um, but, but yeah, I'll be like, you know, today is going to be great. I'm going to like be kind. Da, da, da. And then I'll be like, and Lord God, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. It's, like, and it's and toxic. I pray that really? it will happen like this. Yeah. And like, sometimes it's fine. I think that can be like, you know, not that bad, but, no, totally. but having that, like that split in your brain of like, I want something, I want something. Therefore it might be pro- a ba- bad thing. Right. It might be narcissism or something. I, I was just talking that. to my mom. Me and my mom have like crazy long conversations about this now because it's, oh, it's, it's, nice. it's yeah it is but it's kind of heartbreaking for her like? because she doesn't <laughs> oh she, she's not where you're at though well she's having a hard time wrapping her head around the fact that i straight up don't believe in the ideology of christianity anymore and i don't practice it in any way mm-hmm. and that's hard that's a hard pill for her to swallow and i and she always talked about how like she was forced into mormonism when she was a kid mm-hmm. you know oh, and, and so i've lately i've been comparing it to that i'm like well well you know how you always talk about mormonism and how crazy and weird and bad that was for you that's how i feel about christianity now like yeah and it's and it she gets it she's like i get it mm-hmm. it's like you know that's mature of her yeah yeah, to be able to yeah we have great conversation about that's it. good that's yeah. wild that she grew up in mormon you said they were from new york or that uh, they moved from I, new I don't york? honestly i don't know that part of her back yeah she, mm. i don't know what how, how the mormon thing happened mormons there. in the city I, like, <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> I mean they're there they gotta be right they're, they're there was everywhere a, <laughs> Hey, we love Mormons. Mitt uh, Romney. Yeah. Brandon Flowers. Oh, there's more? I thought it was Imagine uh, uh, Dragons guy. Is it? Yes, he is. He um, is, he is. Yeah. Um, and a famous list. <laughs> famous Mormons. Any more famous Mormons. Joe Pitt from Angels uh, in America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, boy. Uh, anyway, okay, so where were we in your I story? Don't know. I have no idea. Uh, oh, we were just talking oh, about the duality t- of it and how yeah. you did want these things. That yeah, yeah, yeah. We were also working sinful. to get out of Florida and to become... Yeah, I mean, I always knew I wanted to leave Florida. I knew there's something about it always kind of rubbed me the wrong way, mm-hmm. you know? Like yeah. when you're, you know, when you're at church, like growing up, and you're like just being shoveled all this stuff. You're like, there's gotta be something else going on here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just kind of skeptical of it mm-hmm, the whole time. Mm-hmm. There's a world beyond these Everglades. Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna find out yeah. what's there. Yeah, and I, you know, like most improv people comedians i loved snl and like i you know some of my favorite comedians you wanted to be the next ratio sands when you grew up i don't know Uh, what i wanted (laughs) honestly you know what my biggest thing was as a kid I was like Max Weinberg. I was like, that's the sweet and Max spot. Max Weinberg seven. Really? Uh, to this, uh, even now, if there's oh, anyone, so cool. if any of my friends are like getting pitched to, to be on a late night at NBC or something, need a drummer. Like I, that would be my dream job. It's dream. just to be oh on the drum. I mean, Fred Armisen. Did you doing watch it. a lot like, of Conan? And oh yeah, that's, yeah, that was all I grew up watching. I thought that was seems so fun. Okay, oh, I've just come back sticks. in the room to you hand you. <laughs> Two hey, of Max Weinberg's oh drumsticks. Wait, really? These are wow. two drumsticks that Mighty Max Weinberg gave me. At a so Mike put them right in his mouth immediately. <laughs> it's mean, really weird. Yeah, I <laughs> deep throw them too, and I want you as my friend to deep throw them as well. Wait, did, they, did, did, did Dexter pee on these? No, they did, no I swear. No, honest. I, okay. I wouldn't have are dared let him. That just means like Dexter owns pranked. those. I, yeah. I swear. I don't. No, if Max Weinberg Let me give him a sniff. play an unmarked stick. I 1,000, I'm 1,000% not lying. You think Max only plays with beautiful sticks? Well, I would assume he has a, uh, an endorsement with a company and probably has his own stick. Yeah, where'd you get these sticks? Off the gutter? I got Kevin? them from his hands. In I promise. <laughs> I mean, it was 14 years ago. but hands. Where'd you get them? Uh, it was a show at Houston, Texas in April of 2008. At Houston, Texas? In Houston, ah. Texas, excuse me. At the Toyota Center, uh, which mm. is the big arena. And was there. it was it uh, Springsteen? Or it was, was it? Bruce. It was wow. a Bruce show, yeah. And we threw those out? How'd we were front row at the end of the... Go off. Oh, God. <laughs> 
This is me playing. I just want to be clear. This is absolute <laughs> absurd. Mike, why would you I, do I this? Just, I'm a good drummer. I kind of want to show off my skills <laughs> Mike, right now. Mike, you're definitely the one doing this <laughs> yeah, right no, now. I, you hear how good it is? Yeah. Those are triplets. Oh That's God. what that is. So or triplets. Two decades yeah, I could do some flam taps if you'd like. Uh, Siri, show me taps. the opposite of and ASMR. Maybe a little spin <laughs> trick. Yep, there we go. Oh, dropped one. That's okay. No, if you broke those on accident. That would be so sad. I wouldn't break them. They do uh, smell like piss. Wow, Max Wait, <laughs> they do. Yeah. They're thirteen. They're thirteen years old. Wait, Max, did you, did you pee on these sticks? Like it's okay if you did. <laughs> they don't smell like they piss. just do. They nice, Mike. <laughs> we got him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Burn, burn your ass. <laughs> Wait, so why was why was Max the the blueprint for you? Well, I do, well, so I loved Conan. You know, uh-huh. I'd always have to go to bed. My dad always let me sneak down and watch Conan with mm-hmm. him, and it was just my favorite comedy, comedy growing up. Yeah, and 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 Max was just. He was perfect because at the time I remember thinking like comedians were like gods. Like I was, I never thought I'd could, cause I did think I was like funny at the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like my dad and my uncles are like hilarious. Mm-hmm. And I like looked up to them and, and I was like, I can never be as funny as like even my uncle. So like, let alone do like what Conan, right. you know what I mean? It was like my b- brain couldn't understand <laughs> Dare it. Dare to dream to be the straight man. Exactly. <laughs> but but I would see Max and I mean, he was fucking hilarious on yeah. that show and he was deadpan and I was like, well, I could find that energy, you know? <laughs> they used him so well. In that, That's so yeah. He was great and he, yeah. was, he was always in sketches and he never broke and he was just, he was fucking awesome. Like, you know, he yeah. seemed like a comedically trained dude. He wasn't trying to do dude. too much. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a, so. the, my favorite sketch from that period was when it was like, the new CD from Max Weinberg. It's like an infomercial. <laughs> the new CD from Max Weinberg. Just the drumming from Bruce Springsteen songs. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, my hometown hi-hat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So good. Just the drumming. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was a model for, so Max was the blueprint for you yeah, to go Florida. I mean, that truly, if I could think of like one thing that made me be, cause like growing up, it, I don't know. I always viewed SNL and like just film and it was like, that's what rich, like famous non-Christian people did. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it was like, that's the secular world of like rich, famous Hollywood, like it, there was I didn't see that there was a pathway to do anything like that. Mm-hmm. Go to um, Olive Garden every night, probably. Yeah, one hundred percent after <laughs> after church band practice, you know. <laughs> so for me, it was like, oh, maybe this guy was in a band, and then I started looking up drummers who had, you know, as I got older, I started whatever, and then when I was in high school, I remember looking up, or maybe I don't know if it was high school, I don't know how old it was, but Fred Armisen was a guy that I was like, oh, this guy, he used to be in a like fusion punk rock like jazz jazz fusion punk band like in the 90s i want to say um oh, i'm blanking on the name of the band trench yeah Mouth? it was before trench snl Mouth? yeah and um, so he and was he, pretty he was in that band and lived in chicago i think and then did blue man group and so like i saw his progression of like and, and then i was like oh well that's that's kind of what i'm doing like maybe, maybe you know mm-hmm. and yeah. then weird crazy thing i re- actually ran into him in an airport oh, years what? later armison fred armison when i was um on tour with my band or i was about to go on tour and we were oh, whatever gosh. and i had my drums with me and he saw my drum he's like oh you're a drummer and we sort of started talking drums and i'm like freaking the fuck out oh, i love gosh. this guy you know yeah were you um, screaming inside yeah he was but he was so nice and so cool and we yeah That's we were nice. and we were about to go on tour with this band agnostic front which mm-hmm. is like an old new york hardcore band and and he was like oh i love agnostic front like grew up, grew up watching those guys and like gosh. and so we kind of had like a quick little in common thing and and he and i was like oh yeah i was like i actually just started taking an improv class you know this was like I don't remember what year it was, like 2008 or something. And he was like, don't, that's my thing. No, I mean, honestly. <laughs> there can only be one of us. Well, and they cut you with There a is stick. this weird thing, I think, among like comedians and musicians. Like comedians want to be musicians and musicians want to be comedians. Yes. You know? so, and movie stars want to be musicians and vice versa. Right. And, and I didn't start doing it till I was... <laughs> What? I didn't, <laughs> Were you whatever. thinking of Bruno? <laughs> <laughs> I sure was. 
because musicians to movie stars, it's like it usually works. Like Janelle Monet, yeah, David Absolutely. Bowie. They get a few acting classes. Their name's already doing half the battle. But yeah. but exactly, movie yeah. stars to musicians, where it's like. All right, check yeah. out the new album from yeah, it's David Duchovny. <laughs> so funny. From Robert Downey Jr. It doesn't work. No. It doesn't really. work. They always have just like way too much swag. I mean, like a Childish Gambino on. is really rare, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's hard to do. Yeah. yeah. But so at the time, I had that sort of idea in my head of like, I've already committed. Like I'm in a band. Like I'm, you know, I was 22 or something. I was like, I'm, that's it. Like I'm not, I can't start doing this now, you know? I've, and then he was like, nah, man, do both. He's like, those worlds cross over, you know? He's like, Keep keep playing music. Fred Simmons. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. And did you really take that to heart? One hundred percent. I literally. And you said, "Okay, I'm going to go do a Christian hardcore band." <laughs> <laughs> well, we were. That was that was towards. We were. It was winding down at that point. It was winding down okay. at that point. And our band, we we definitely had like Christian lyrics, and we were on a Christian label. But like all of us in the band, we kind of had our skepticisms at this point about what Christianity was. And yeah, years later. Well, let's so. roll it back to yeah, that yeah, yeah. and that band starting. What was the name of the band? Oh gosh. All right. You have to say. I have to say it. Uh, the name of the band was Call to Preserve. Call, Call to, to Preserve. preserve. Yes. It's about those little silica packets that come <laughs> in your beef jerky. And it's oh. straight up. You know how we got Everyone the name? Is we, you know, we have to you gotta think of a band name. It's like the worst. Like, uh, you, know, yeah. you know, it's like, it's you got to think of something. It's got to be something catchy or but something someone didn't have already and whatever. And so my brother straight up was like looking in the Bible. And this was like, we were probably in like, I don't know, eighth or ninth grade. And oh god! No. And here is we're, we're in the room looking at a picture of Call to Preserve. Wait, yeah. Which one is you? Is that you in the That's black me. shirt? I used to shave my head. Yeah. You I look know. extremely different. Oh yeah. Very different. What a different time. is going on? Mm-hmm. It was a different time. That's crazy. That was a different life. Oh my god. It was a different Call life. Call to Preserve. <laughs> CTP. Jams. Jellies. <laughs> we were a straight edge hardcore Christian straight edge hardcore band. Mm-hmm. That's a differentiator. Yeah. Yep. And. Okay, and lyrically, because right. I you didn't tell me this before, because yeah. I wanted to know what it was on the on the air. You uh, are there are songs <laughs> available on Spotify. Oh you can, yeah, we're oh on Spotify. Gosh, you guys are Look, put out more records, boys. Shut up! Oh Look my at lord! You. Hold yeah. fast, unsinkable, seeking sun, <laughs> okay, hope for the fallen, empty promises. Yes. When they were taking your band photos, what uh, was the direction they gave you guys? I mean, these were I, well. This was those ones are actually I don't know. That, well, that look you guys are doing. There's there was no real direction it it's was just thing. like an energy like hardcore bands like you couldn't smile in your of pictures not. it was like that's just but what like you did the arrangement of bodies this this is, yeah <laughs> the I, lack well, of touching these were i just oh every time it always cracks me <laughs> the up these were what the, is it? the there's this band a day to remember that we used to play shows with and they're they're still a band they're quite famous uh now yeah. i would argue but this was their photographer and we were playing a show with them in ocala and so oh my we gosh. like met the guy and we were okay. like we have this record coming out we need pictures and so he literally went to like he had like this whole light set up and i was like on the street and he oh, was just nice. there was no real direction it was and your just brother was like, like wait, wait wait let me put my hood up <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of chilly that night you know the other guys took their hoodies off so they could show they, the tattoos sure who made did. your t-shirts uh, our friend Kyle from this band, The Culprits. Shout out to The Culprits. Okay. Um, they're they're another uh, punk band from North Carolina. He actually runs like a pretty legitimate uh, printing designing company now. Nice. Like I can't even afford to print through him anymore. Oh. But uh, yeah, he he was. We were friends with him early on. Toured with him, and and he started this printing. A lot a lot of guys did that because like you. 
this genre of music like there's there's only like i would argue my band got to like as big as you can get in this genre Uh right and so at a certain point it's like well what am i gonna do i guess i'll start tattooing or go to barber school or like start printing band t-shirts and so you need a side gig you got got as big as it could what was the ascent what was it? Was it radio play? Was it just word of mouth? FYE, stuff? you know, was, uh, yeah. Hot Topic, you uh-huh, know, your, your okay. album on demo and Hot Topic. Like wow. that was that was That's it. That's a big deal. Yeah, and we did our I first album. Up a CTP CD at my Temecula. Oh yeah. Well, oh my god. Oh, I hate you. So every time I look, why at did Mike, I agree to do this podcast? I, I don't know. Why. Sorry, this oh, I've like spent the last decade not having to, to talk about this, and it's been so great. It's a part of you, man. I don't know why. Do you still have any of the shirts? Oh, yeah. Actually, I'm, I thought about wearing one. Hold but. fast. Okay, good. I'm glad you held on to those. And you're playing drums here. I'm on the drums. Slaying them drums. Yes. Hold fast. <laughs> hey, can someone music. do the um, Garden State meme where it's like, this song will change your life and it's hold fast if I call to preserve? Oh, yeah. Wow. Kids hold. went off to the song. Tell you what. This they moshed. This they staged over. They head walked. And hold they fast. I assume I couldn't understand the gentleman singing and what he was saying exactly, but I assume the lyrics are about holding fast to the word and to you your values. It. And oh, my gosh. You guessed it. Wonderful. So when you guys it was were writing thin songs together, concept. was there one It was very easy, actually. Yeah. Like The amount of topics you had to work with were kind of like, oh, this is what we write about. It's all pre Hope for the fallen. Empty promises. Uh-oh, that sounds kind of bad. <laughs> Did you have a fallen woman song where like this girl... I feel like that's Where more of a punk she? pop. That's more of a Reliant K. Yeah, yeah it is. But, but I think we did. I don't. So my, oh, really? Our guitar player, uh, Harbor. <laughs> sorry, Harbor. Uh, he, he was pretty emo and uh, he wrote a lot of that. Okay. He wrote the majority of our lyrics. And I, he was very political and emo. And so that I, they're definitely. I'll be honest, I don't know our lyrics. Like, I, I go sure. back and listen every Classic now and then. And I'm like, drummer. you're I'm just like, head empty, no yeah, thoughts, like, just beats. That's <laughs> Mike's mind, but I, think I, wrote, I, did write, <laughs> I wrote one song and it was called uh, what was, Exploit, Neglect, Condemn. No. That, you wrote a song. I wrote the lyrics to one song. I think it was Fight Till the End. Was the lyrics. So, the end. you guys, you would usually jam, you'd create the music, and then you're like, now we write our lyrics. And usually one of you would come back. That was the problem. Was it collaborative? Yeah, oh, we yeah. didn't know how to do bands right. <laughs> so we would just. I don't know how to do it. Most of the music. So like, like I said, we started playing church and then, you know, around town, like bands like Under Oath were, were around. And, wow. and so we started going, there's this place called The Tab in Melbourne. And there's this guy, Josh Benfield ran it, Little Reggie's Productions. And they would have all these touring bands like uh, Under Oath and, and Evergreen Terrace and like Squad 5-0 and MXPX, mm-hmm. like all these bands. So from the ages of like, you know, eight or nine until I was in a band, we got to go see all these bands. So it was like, we're going to do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I remember the first show we ever called a preserve played for is we got to open for stretch Armstrong. Uh, I don't know if you can see this. I'm getting too I've deep heard of here, them. but uh, I wish I did. It's okay. Tooth and nail records and like okay. uh, solid that. state records. That was like sort of our, this is a big deal. It was a big deal. Yeah. 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 And so we got to start playing these shows when, when I was in like, you know, ninth grade, we started playing show hardcore shows. And then you were uh, so young and you were touring as a child. Well, that was the thing. My, like in high school, my brother bought a touring van. Like, you know, you get your first car uh-huh. or whatever. He Cute. got a touring van. Oh, and so like great. a 12 passenger, like whatever van. <laughs> so when I was, I think a junior, maybe a sophomore in high school, we did our like first tour uh, with this band called, I think it was My Bloody Valentine was the name of the band. Really? <laughs> yeah. The My Bloody Valentine? Or maybe not. Maybe it wasn't that. My, it was something like that. Okay. Yeah. They, they did end up getting very popular, but it was like their first tour too. And we like, met somebody who was booking their tour or what and got us onto one of their shows and then we just sort of like bands used to do this like 
you'd you'd meet a band, you play a show with them, mm-hmm. and you just start you just follow just them around. Buddy system and with well, the band. Not, no, they they weren't in on. They were like, I guess, yeah, come to the next show. Like uh, they don't care. And then uh, you'd go to the show, and my brother, I don't know how my brother did this, but he would like find out who the promoter was, and then be like, hey, here's our album. Like we're on tour with them, even though it's not true. And then oh and gosh. then like convince them to let us like open up. That and so great. we went to Texas for two weeks, played four shows. Wow, <laughs> four shows in two weeks. Yeah. That's my kind of Woo. schedule. And that was our first back tour, uh, and that was. Yeah, with my band called Reserve, and then my brother's other band, Angels Without Wings. He had another band. Yeah. Why? Because well, this, this, I don't know. we were in it. We were in it. Yeah. Exactly. When you have time, Something's you have to write all your lyrics. Caroline, you think this is my only yeah, podcast? That shit don't come easy. <laughs> <laughs> this is why. Yeah. Come it on. Seems you like want to write up or not? A lot of time. I guess, I don't know. No. And, my yeah. write up will be like NYT woman needs. breaks her neck on Max Weinberg's drumsticks. <laughs> <laughs> Max Weinberg, meanwhile, very successful. Uh. <laughs> just checking in with him. He's still successful. <laughs> we're gonna finish up this article just talking about. But him. that seems like the best kind of age to do it oh, at for I mean, you when you yeah. were. So adaptable. It was amazing. I mean, yeah. it was like we, it was truly like a dream. Like I was mm-hmm. like, obs- I would be in school. Once we started playing shows, it was like, I'm high school didn't matter. Like I was like, I'm going on tour the second I graduated. Yeah, I'm sure everything else felt stupid. It did. It really that, did. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and I mean, there's not a lot going on in our small little town. Mm-hmm. We, we became like probably the most popular band in our little town. Did you know, your friends come to call to preserve Oh shows? yeah. Everyone oh would gosh. come like my, my girlfriend at the time, like cool. her friends, like everyone would come to our shows and you know, kids would just mosh and beat each other up. There were fights all the time. And, you know, school drama would happen. It was, it was a blast. And then everyone would get, you know, go to Denny's afterwards. Have you guys thought about doing a reunion tour, like a double bill with Fat <laughs> Night? Like they opened for you one night, you opened for them one night. And oh, no. Our my, friend Gabriel Gundecker's yeah, band. Mine and ba- Gabe's bands and just musical backgrounds would never collide. <laughs> we, we, yeah, no, no way. Half the audience would be like, okay. What? I mean, that's what's funny about it is like me and Gabe, because Gabe's from Florida too, you know, grew up in Orlando. And like his band had played some of the same places like my band. It's played like wow. Will's Pub is a place in Orlando. Like we, we played shows at Will's Pub. Mm-hmm. but like never so like i didn't meet gabe until i started doing improv mm-hmm. you know so it's like those worlds just were not yeah the they were sense. so separate mm-hmm. and the um, kind of fans and audiences that you would get at these shows were it, was it people yeah. that like would really resonate because the kind of and we'll get into it when we talk about under oath but yeah. kind of the feeling i get from a lot of christian hardcore audiences is that the religious aspect is almost irrelevant to the feeling and the sound of the music. So I'm wondering if your audience <laughs> that's were what's super interesting like, about it. Hey, this really changed my life mm-hmm. or whatever. No, absolutely. And that that's what that's that's what's interesting. It was like there were two roads you could take in that world. It was like you're just a Christian band and you and you're sort of assimilating to like the genre. Mm-hmm. So you're just trying to tour with like other hardcore bands and like so which is what my band did. So we didn't we didn't wouldn't preach from stage. We wouldn't do anything Christiany. It was just okay. like maybe there would be some Jesusy kind of like lyrics dropped in here and there, but for the most part, we were just a hardcore band. You know what I mean? Like we are marketed ourselves as a hardcore band. All we wanted was to like put on a fun show, have kids like mosh and stage dive and like sing along to our music. Like that that's all we cared about. Yeah. But then we started playing shows with other bands, uh, bands on our label. Eventually, that 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 was their number one goal was like, Bring we're saving to Christ, lives, yeah. Like, through mm-hmm. our music. And we started touring with some of these, bands, and it got kind of weird. Yeah, you know? what was that was like? like? Were they very intense? Yeah, I mean, yes. <laughs> were they hypocritical? One hundred percent. Wow. That was probably the the thing that motivated me to like, like when I was in high school and I started being friends with a lot of like bands that I had liked or like we started playing bands with like older bands and I meet these guys like especially straight edge bands and I'm like oh these straight edge guys are just full of shit because like mm. for us for me 
being straight edge sort of just was easy because it was like, well, my mom's super strict. I'm not allowed to do this stuff anyways. I don't want to seem lame at school and say like, oh, I don't, I'm not going to drink. It was easier to say like, oh, I'm straight edge. I'm into straight edge punk. And like, I listen to minor threats. So like, yeah, I mean, it really was. I mean, that's how straight edge started Yeah, not to go yeah. too deep into it here, but but it's a, cool. And I'm glad it existed too yeah. for people that did just want to sure. stay sober. And exactly. Feel like there, it was there was a band called thing. minor threat in New York in the uh, early eighties. And they were, I think they were 17 when they started the band. So they were playing places like CBGB's and so they're York. like, yeah, we're straight edge. Cause legally we well, can't be <laughs> nothing else. Not even joking. That's yeah. how it started. Well, cause they would play shows at these bars and they, they'd be under 21. So, you know, when you go to a bar, you get an X on your hand yeah. and X is on your hand oh, became right. like the, like I'm straight edge logo. I learned about and this so, from a girl on my club volleyball team. Yeah. Wow. And so that's sort straight of, edge? Yeah. yeah, she was. Oh, okay. And I was like, what is that? I'm just a Christian. <laughs> and she's both? like, you can be straight edge too. Awesome. Hell no, there was branding available. Yeah, no, it's awesome. It's free and you seem a little bit cooler <laughs> and more in touch with music. And I was like, actually, straight edge seems a little too fringe oh, for me. No, that's straight enough. We don't drink, <laughs> we don't enough. smoke, and we don't fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. But that is what kind of, that's what it was. I started hanging out with all these dudes who were like straight edge. And then I was like, I'll actually be straight edge. You know, like I won't drink. I won't do drugs. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't drink all through. I didn't start drinking until I was like 25. Um, 25. Yeah. I even had one at 21. Good yeah. I know, mm-hmm. I know. But, you know, so then I started meeting these dudes who were like, yeah, I'm straight edge. But then would like, you know, plot to friends uh, and like try to like do all this weird you know, plot to what? I'm plot to murder their wife. <laughs> right. In exactly. Some cases. <laughs> Wait, do you not? Do you all know what I'm talking about? <laughs> The lead singer of a Christian hardcore band oh. called As I Lay Dying. I know As I Lay Dying. Yes. I know this whole story. Yes. So the lead singer of that, ah. it was uncovered that uh, there was he attempted to hire someone to murder his wife. He went yeah. to jail for it. So that would be an example of perhaps Ugh. hypocrisy. Uh, there's a lot of sort. hypocrisy in mm-hmm. that world. For yeah. Sure. yeah. Um, but but and, and I would argue that's because we the Christians sometimes operate in this like unrealistic world of like having yeah, to be some so yeah it's like who the fuck cares like people are exactly. bad sometimes and i'm sure a lot of these bands that were trying to do that like sincerely were believing in that you mm-hmm. know and then like the environment is just so inundated mm-hmm. with right. substances it's like of course it's gonna permeate i mean at some point. that's kind of how i got out of it all was because mm-hmm. like we started touring with like bands like agnostic front and like all these like really cool good people some of the nicest, best people I met on tour were not Christians. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Right. More authentic people that were into like Buddhism and, and stuff like that. And and the irony is, is like, you know, you the whole thing in the church is like, you don't want to expose to this stuff, right? And that's what happened. I was exposed to, to it and I went, oh, wait, <laughs> this is all bullshit. Right. You know, people mm-hmm. are just people and people are flawed and whatever. Yeah. And um, so I, if anything, I'm thankful that I started a Christian hardcore band to then be able to go on tour with some of my favorite bands uh, that I grew up listening to, get to meet these people, mm-hmm. find out that they're just shitty, normal people who are kind of miserable and don't want to be in their 50s still touring in a hardcore band. And I'm 22 going, yeah, maybe I should do something else. That's and when you stopped touring was 22? I think my last tour, I was, I it's kind of a blur. It was like 24. Early 20s. Yeah, so. early 20s. Yeah. I think I played my final, sh- I think my final like hardcore show I was like 23. And by that time, is it like, I'm fully deconstructed, I'm glad to leave this behind, or was it... For the most part. Okay. There was still some leftover, yeah, like... Yeah, where were the lingering feelings? Um, I mean, yeah, there were lingering feelings around, like, who I am now, really. I mean, especially leaving... I mean, I'd been in a band since I was, you know, formed adult opinions. Like, I, I grew up in this shit. And, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, it was definitely like a who am I now. Like, I mean... 
the band, the record label we were on, Face Down Records, uh, was like that. All of my favorite bands were on there growing up, and so it was like as a kid growing up, that's all I wanted to do. It was like I didn't think about college, I didn't think about like the future, I didn't think about anything else. Yeah. So then I find myself touring in bands, playing Cornerstone, meeting all these people, mm-hmm. and starting to be like, yeah, we're doing it. And then after like two years, I'm like 19, you know, like because we got signed. I think when I was like 17 or 18. Oh my gosh. So I, I literally it was like. Well, when Mike graduates high school, we'll start touring, you know? And so I just like, and then I I played drums in this other band called Seven Star, who was, (laughs) who was also on our label. And like one of my best friends, Chase, shout out to Chase. Uh, They, he was on tour with this other band, The Deal. Like, so like, it was just like all around me was like, just that was life, you know, it was like being on the road. And so I spent, you know, I would spend 10 months out of the year in a van playing shows, you know? Uh, And I did that for a solid six years or Mm so. And, uh, so yeah, when I left that, it was like, yeah, who am I now? What do I do? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I kind of went to college the whole time too. I was like taking online classes and ended oh, nice. up like being able to graduate college too. Like university of Phoenix stuff or like, no, like UCF. <laughs> okay. Like I went to like my, I ended up having a fill in drummer my senior year of college. Cause mm-hmm. I had to like, you know, do internships and like whatever. Oh. Um, so yeah. So once I graduated college and finished the bands, it was definitely like a who am I? I don't believe in Christianity anymore. Oh, fuck. What do I do? Yeah, I didn't have a big dream maybe beyond this. Or well, then I, I saw these guys that were doing that and they don't look happy, you know? Yes, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. And the attractional element of the faith for you, even from the beginning, was I like hanging out with my brother and yeah, I like playing the community this music. Aspect of it. So you reached the zenith of whatever that could be. Right. And then it was kind of ugly up there too. And you're like, yeah, okay, not pretty. Well, I'm good with that. Yeah, I and mean, there was no more to explore. I won't maybe. say any names, mm-hmm. but I will just but... say there was one time I came onto the tour bus and there was uh, an older gentleman in a band that I really like. And he had been trying to hit on this girl all night. <laughs> this is kind of a gross story. So it's okay. It's fine. I'm going, we're going deep here. It's fine. Uh, and he's, you know, he's drunk, drinking all night. You know, everybody's trying to like hook up with people at shows as a thing. And uh, not, I didn't do it. I was straight edge. But of course, yeah. uh, <laughs> no women. Uh, so was I. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> always do. But so I, I, Me too. <laughs> I get onto the bus and, and uh, this dude's just jerking off to like a porno magazine in his oh, bunk, you boy. know. Mm-hmm. And he's you know, in his 50s, 60s. Oh, and I'm like, God. Yeah, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> with no shame. Of no it. shame. Oh, just, I mean, well, he's just a blackout drunk, you know, just sort of like been trying okay. to hook up with a girl all night. Ew. It's You know, bus calls at 2 a.m. It's like, all right, gotta, we got to head out. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Mm. Yeah, I think it's time to throw in the towel. Yeah. And you, <laughs> well, yeah. And throw him the towel. So <laughs> throw him a towel. <laughs> he already had my towel. That was the problem. I yeah. uh, couldn't shower. And you said, Michael W. Smith, stop it. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> He's like, I'm almost done. You're married. It's <laughs> making batter. Gosh. Uh, it's famous waffles. Yeah. Yeah. Waffles. <laughs> yeah. Gracious. Okay. What a yeah. journey you went through to journey. get there. It was a journey. Yeah. How yeah. do you feel on the other side of like Christianity and everything? Do you still wish you had some spirituality? Are you good on that uh, front? Well, I'd argue I still do. Um, I'm, I, I, I'm definitely more into Buddhism now and mm-hmm. like, um, but no specific religion. If anything, I'm I'm what I've always thought in the back of my mind that Christians should be growing up is that we should just be open to like all aspects of life yeah. and like all religions because all religions are essentially the same. All religions are basically people seeing UFOs and not really knowing how to describe them. I won't get into that. Wow. But you won't get <laughs> into that. Just Why not? Fired with the I'm UFOs. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying it's like. Yeah. Uh, so now I would say I have a fresh 
perspective of like knowing what it's like to be so deep in a religion, especially one that thinks it's the right one and everyone Mm -hmm. else is going to fucking burn in hell Mm -hmm. to then being like, wait, oh yeah, no, no one has the right answers to anything. And I'm able to see people like I make so I I have such more like authentic friendships now with the people that I would never have had friends with had I stayed in that world. Right. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, the homosexuality was a very cool thing to not like growing up. You know, it was very okay to, to hate gay people in church. Yes. It was very normal. And so I, as a young, you know, preteen thought that if you were gay, you're going to burn in hell, you know? Mm-hmm. And having grown up and now like, I'm like, could you imagine if I like kept those, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't yeah. have half my friends. Yeah. Like it it's sad to think about section of the world. Yeah. 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 So I know I was like framing in the sense of you always want more for people mm-hmm. and you get more in, in the life that you have now in the life before you're getting a lot less. And that's the irony is that, that they think that you get they're more by more. coming into this. You're getting yeah. it saved out there. You're, you're not happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, yeah. I mean, and everyone has confirmation bias with that. And no one likes to think like I'm taking the most narrow way. Po- Actually, some people do like saying that they're taking the most narrow way possible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No one comes to the, through the to the father except through me. Right. So it's like, yeah, the path is narrow and it's fucking hard. You have to be mean. And he came to bring a sword, and you're gonna be divided. But I, yeah, honestly, man, I. Would, I mean, how I feel about it now, hearing you say that the only way to come through the father is through me, right? Mm-hmm. And having. Look, read a lot of Buddhist stuff and like uh, what I how I interpret that and I think it's a miss like because that's what I like now is I actually still read the Bible every now and then I'll but I just read like the stuff Jesus said because um, I think that's the most poignant and like interesting stuff in that crazy ass book I think they call those red letter Christians. red letter Christians yeah, but uh, I wouldn't say I'm like reading it every day every now and then I'll pop it open and be like what's going on with this fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that's how I start my quiet time. <laughs> hey what the fuck is this yeah, what is this what is this shit I used to like always yeah but to read it with, with re- to read it with the idea of being like what is this this is no different than any other book out there mm-hmm. yeah it's it's so much easier to be like oh that's kind of oh that's kind of cool and I, I interpreted that in a much more like gnarly way before mm-hmm. as we're now it's like oh it's just maybe like a cool little piece of advice for how to live life yeah and thinking about the whole like Jesus in you and all that it's like well, that's what buddhism thinks it's like the only way to find peace is like finding peace within yourself and mm-hmm. i think that's what christianity is it's like a misinterpretation of like jesus living inside yourself it's like well if we are one with jesus it's like you're just talking about your fucking self and we're all supposedly having jesus in it so then we're all one there mm-hmm. you go yeah it should have I been uh, more towards self-love <laughs> instead of like this like let me crush myself so that christ is here yeah, you know exactly. that kind mm-hmm. of thing which exactly. is a really awful way to live and doesn't feel good it's it you can't you it's it's you can't be optimistic really living like that. Like everything, like you live with the idea that this is not the good part of life. The future of like dying and leaving is is what we're working towards. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like all that you're missing out on what's going on right now by living like that. And I did, I lived like that for so long. Mm -hmm, Like mm -hmm. I was always like, I mean, I, in my worst times and I'd be really fucked up over something or like angry or like whatever. I would used to believe that when I was like a teenager, I'd be like, it doesn't fucking matter. I'm going to die anyways. I'm going to heaven because I'm yeah, fucking one day Christian and I'm so great. Much better, yeah. Or all the things that <laughs> I don't need to stress about this. are just a glimpse of yeah. heaven. Like exactly. it's all about heaven. Yeah. And so <laughs> you're not you nut. That's just like a teeny <laughs> yeah. tiny it's just like a little bit. That's what it's going to feel like <laughs> all the time in heaven. <laughs> I'm going to be yeah. coming a thousand nuts every day. And then we're like adults and we're like, why do I feel so bad all the yeah, time? I'm sad like, every I'm morning. critical of myself all this way instead of just being present in the yeah. life that I'm given, which is such a gift, yep. you know? Yeah. Uh, you want to love this world and it's very sad. I think there's so much overlap with 
the sort of, I'll say the QAnon and a lot of right-wing conservative theology, which is the world is dark, Mm -hmm. blood-drinking pedophiles around the world. And it starts with the assumption of this is a bad place and we shouldn't Mm -hmm. be here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so doomsday is actually like the best thing that can happen to all of us. Which I have to make a point here. This is, I do this every podcast I do. Everybody, I guess. I have to talk about the climate because okay. it's an extreme problem right now. But I would yes. argue that Christianity is why we are in such a fucked up place in oh, the world for the yes. climate. I don't, right? I don't see any connection. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I mean, it really, really is because it's it is. that idea of like not appreciating what's in front of you and you can like whatever. Yeah, and like, you know, if Revelation is 50 years from now, who cares if we're exactly. like dumping into the river or yeah. whatever. And, mm-hmm. then, and then you can just go, if there's a fire in Germany or whatever, you can say, see, look, it's the end times. Yeah. It's the end times. We don't have to do anything about it because the Lord's coming back. But also like people were taught that and their church, which is corporate run Mm -hmm. and is set up like a business is just echoing what businesses have told us, which is either Mm -hmm. like either we can't do anything or it's not happening. Like one or the other. I would would argue I would apply this to Christianity, even though when I've thought about it or read about it, it's like in a just a holistic way. But so much of uh, 2020 and the pandemic and everything having to do with COVID-19, one of the main takeaways was all these things are interconnected in ways that you maybe took for granted and didn't quite understand mm-hmm. until you had to live your life in such a way where not recognizing and, and being humble about that was like a life and death situation. Mm-hmm. So it's like who I saw last night affects who I see tomorrow in terms of safety, but then also systemically, like, okay, police brutality is linked to this thing, is linked to this system, blah, blah, blah. Everything's connected to everything. And the predominant conservative thought in ideology now is literally that nothing is connected to anything. Like, mm-hmm. uh, there's no climate change. Okay, there's climate change, but we're not responsible right. for it. Oh, there's a pandemic, but masks don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe masks don't. Like, it's always the idea that everyone exists in their own vacuum, in their yeah. own bubble. Yeah, which I think is easier to do in certain parts of the country, like rural areas where they have like a lot more space than mm-hmm. urban areas and metropolises. But also it has to do with an outpouring of the way Christianity and the evangelical American context has been communicated, which is your personal relationship with Jesus Christ, you and God doing mm-hmm. business with the Lord, your quiet yep. time. It's about and you evangelizing, saving one person at a time, yep. mm-hmm. not worrying yeah. about like, how do we care for this community? How are right. we relying on each other? Where collective yeah. is like not even a part of the idea of mm-hmm. it, that it's mm-hmm. not at all a part of the equation. And, that's, and the irony okay. of all of that is that it's like, that's all they technically care about is the church. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like the church is the people. It's like, man, this is all bullshit. You yeah. guys are all just misinterpreting everything that could be good about this religion. But you, we all remember being in the bubble and that was your entire world. That mm-hmm. was the horizon of your life, yeah. you know, was just yeah. like the 200 people you knew at mm-hmm. the church you were at, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. You want to give permission to people to leave when you can. Yeah. Mike, thanks so much for sharing Thank your you, story. Hey, fascinating. Oh, wow. I mean, a lot to, we have more to dig into. Call but to first, preserve. let's, you know, we're going to call our listeners to preserve their ears Please for do. the next segment. These let's ads. take a quick break. <laughs> and we'll be right back with more good Christian fun. Let's go out with the aforementioned Walls by DC Talk. Oh, yeah. Tear them down, baby.
This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Oh, there it is. Maybe okay. I just needed a little wiggle. Yeah. Okay. Hey, don't we all yeah. these days? Okay. <laughs> Definitely. Love in the time of Corona. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. It's you time a little wiggle? to do- Yeah, everybody needs a little wiggle <laughs> in the time of Corona. Dive into the topic. <laughs> okay. Wait, what do you guys call it? That's not a so big weird. wiggle. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm more of like a really, really, really fast wiggle. <laughs> fast one up, quick, Kevin. Yeah, one quick wiggle and I'm out of it. Furious wiggle. Yeah. I got stuff to do. I like saying little wiggle. Like, you know how no one likes to be called like big unless it's like big Jim on the docks or whatever who was sure. working with your dad. Yeah, like Don. it's little. Like little isn't cute. Not literally little. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. just okay. a little wiggle. So it's just a fun way to. <laughs> yeah, it's just a. So you're saying it's a hotter wiggle. Dexter, you want to help me out here, bud? (laughs) Uh, Average wiggle. (laughs) It's it's Uh, scientifically average wiggle. Normal wiggle. No shame in an average wiggle. Uh, Uh, Speaking of average wiggle, uh, Mike, you obviously listen to a lot of the hardcore stuff. But then we were talking about like maybe some music to talk about for this episode today. And everything I was throwing out, you're like, okay, here's my experience with this. Obviously, I listen to this song. I I fucked with this song. All of it. (laughs) Yeah. So we started with like usually kind of Kevin Caroline, GCF core stuff like Michael W. Smith sure. and venturing as far as like the alt rock of Plum yep. or something like that. But mm-hmm. you're di- like when you were touring in the hardcore yeah. band that you were in, uh, which is called Jam's Jellies and Preservatives. Uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Top shelf. Mike's Top general shelf. store. Uh-huh. <laughs> what, like, did uh, I've you heard s- them all, by the way. These are not original. <laughs> I'll be surprised. Did you still listen to like the more poppy 
lightweight CCM stuff? Or was that just functional for where you were at and like environmental? You know what I mean? Like, did yeah. you seek out the music or was it just like, well, it's were on. Were you a true fan? Yeah, yeah well, well like, you're actually. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> or you just said you were. I'm you <laughs> able to play Sorry, Call to Preserve fans. You know, it was me. all bullshit. No. <laughs> I'm drinking a White Claw right now. Oh, Mike, oh my no. And, wear, no. and wearing a Judge t-shirt. It's a wiggle yeah. edge. I love it. <laughs> I thought okay. that was just Judge Reinhold no, or something. Judge is a New York uh, straight edge band. Oh my one, god! One of the first, one of the original straight so edge hardcore bands. Drink the white claw on your straight edge shirt. Yeah, with a little dog on your lap. That's <laughs> shame. Yep. Um, no, I so growing up, yes, like because because mm-hmm. when I was a kid, it was like you can only my mom would take us to the to the Christian bookstore, and that sh- was where we'd buy records. You know, yeah. I'd have to get my Green Day and stuff from friends. Uh, and, and so, and who was cool? Who was cool for you in Christian music or or yeah, hot? Yeah. Well, okay, th- that's what I would yeah. say. I felt like, and yeah, I was thinking that on the break of like, I, I, I there, I'm still like judge, like I'm still a fan of, mm-hmm. of the genre. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I still fuck with hardcore music. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. American Nightmare is probably my favorite band, um, but they're not a Christian band, and that's the irony. Is like that place I was talking about earlier, the Tab, where I'd see all these bands. That's where I saw American Nightmare when I was like ten, and the singer only has one hand, and he's fucking cool as hell. He's in a band now called Colt cold cave which is like very like nine inch nails type whatever mm-hmm. still like a relevant dude and like music and stuff but at the time it was like just like this crazy punk hardcore music he was like hitting himself in the head with the mic and like bleeding and like i was a kid like this is awesome yeah. you know so i didn't care about christianity really i just cared about that energy i was like what is this show where everyone is like stage walking and like singing along and like i just wanted to be a part of it you know mm-hmm. and so i was a fan of that of mm-hmm. like you were whatever chasing vibes i was chasing yeah the vibes of like the hardcore <laughs> punk scene because when we were kids we didn't have instagram you know what i mean like you met people at shows like it yes. was it was the scene you know like oh, yeah. and you whatever band was coming in town you would just go to the show you, to you didn't really it, care yeah. you know so we would just go to all these shows see all these bands um but then as i got older and started getting wise to the whole you know veil of what this christian thing was i was sort of like ah, what's all what else is out there you know what other music so then i started getting really into like indie bands and being on tour and being at a hardcore metal show every night in some stinky bar like that was the last thing i wanted to put in my headphones was like you know christian mm-hmm. hardcore and so i would listen to like like minus the bear was a band i really liked and like i'd listen to a lot of like indie rock bands mm-hmm. um so when i was touring yeah, it was more so like I was just a part of this world and I couldn't help but like know it all. Mm-hmm. It was more of like for work, you know? <laughs> and then I had my bands I listened to. And then, but as a kid, it was like, no, I was drinking the juice. Like I was wow. I was into like all of it. Like the grits. Remember grits? Yeah, you said you saw every Five Iron Frenzy show that they did. Yeah, I mean, we would go, we would drive down to Fort Lauderdale because we had cousins we could stay with down there. Uh, I saw them, yeah, on their very first, what was that first album? Upbeats and Beatdowns. Upbeats and Beatdowns. Yeah. I saw that tour. Um yeah, I mean, I was obsessed with Five Iron Frenzy. I like that the Gas Tour I was telling you about. Mm-hmm. They play, I'm pretty sure they played Gas Tour, and um, I, I remember I stayed or I crowd surfed because I was a you know I was a little scrawny little guy, <laughs> and I crowd surfed at one of their shows on a mattress, like a full queen size mattress that was just like what? going around. What? And Is I that crowd- technically crowd surfing if there's a full layer <laughs> well, in between well, you and the nap. crowd? I didn't start. I didn't start on the mattress. Okay. I, I crowd surfed, you know, cause I would get on like a speaker and jump off and then start wow. head walking and like crowd surf. Mm-hmm. And then I made my way. T- cause I was, I told my brother, I remember I'm going to go get on the fucking mattress. I didn't say fucking cause you couldn't curse at the time, uh-huh. but I was like, I'm going to get on that mattress. I'm going to get on my ding dang mattress, bro. And then I like rode, <laughs> rode the mattress 
into the pit, flipped over into the pit, and then everyone started skanking on top of me, Ouch. and I had to get pulled out from under the mattress. Oh, man. But I was like, you know, nine years old or something. And that was different from the Plum show that you also crowd surfed at? That was different. Yeah, Plum was a... <laughs> <laughs> Plum was my first, like, Mom, can I go crowd surf? Mm-hmm. Okay, be careful. And, like, uh. went in, but... I mean, that was the thing. That was the other thing. My mom loved that we liked this music because all she cared about was like us not dying and like being Christians. Yeah. So like <laughs> that you love Christian, exactly. even hardcore yeah. stuff. Yeah. Because at the time it was the nineties, you know, there was, oh my God, NWA was coming out. All these, there was all this like mm-hmm. scary, bad gangster rap and all this like dangerous, mm-hmm. terrible music you could be listening to. Right. So for right. her to be like, oh, my kids love like MXPX and like. They, they love all this like, the which the <laughs> irony of it, this is a fun little fact, side, side note is in my school, I went to my Christian school, our six, my sixth grade year, I think they implemented, um, uniforms, right? Because my brother was wearing like Zayo t-shirts and like mortification t-shirts, all these like Christian death metal bands oh with gosh. like gnarly, like bloody shirts, but it's like, <laughs> they were singing about God, you know, yeah. but these people, the people at school didn't know that. So they implemented it because of this and they kicked my brother out of the school. Like they wouldn't let him go to the school anymore. What? Yeah, it was crazy. Oh my God. Um, and then I got stuck wearing the uniform. Like you guys t-shirts. are talking about the blood of Christ every dang day. That's what I'm day. saying. They just yeah, don't know. They just see him. So you want to talk about that? it, you don't want to see. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> we think Matt is like worshiping the devil. He's wearing bl- all black all the time and dyeing his hair blue, you know, so. <laughs> just like his hero, Stephen Curtis Chapman. <laughs> exactly. Or whoever at the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. the thing about... Hardcore stuff. It's something that so many listeners have asked us. Yeah. Are you going to do an episode on some of this stuff? It's never something we've naturally gravitated <laughs> towards ourselves. When you look at Kevin Just and I, I know you think, like, look car. at these two long haired, head banging, you know, uh, yeah. tattooed little freaks. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but what's so funny about this, and I would even include some of the ska in punk yeah. that we've talked about on the show mm-hmm. as well in this genre. Yeah, they were all friends and in the same world for sure. But the thing about there's uh and we even have like games dedicated to like you definitely know right when you're listening to something that's a Christian song versus like uh, just a regular song. But with these genres, you kind of don't and there is truly no distinction except for the lyrics. Absolutely. And that's true of like, you know, lighter, softer bands like Reliant K yeah. as well. Um, they kind of blended in with the pop punk stuff at the time, but certainly for the metalcore, hard, hardcore, emo, screamo stuff, like Under Oath and similar bands like that, it's like they could be anybody, and they kind of were. I mean, that time. was that was the appeal to us, you know, mm-hmm. as kids watching these bands and wanting to like be in a band and wanting to play the music, but having parents who were like, "Well, you can't do that. You mm-hmm. can do the Christian stuff," mm-hmm. right? And then to just happen to be at the right time, right age, where like there was this boom of like Christian metal hardcore. I mean, like I saw under Oath, like, I think they played the tab. I re- I have a vivid memory of the singer Dallas from under Oath using my uh, knees and shoulders to stand on so that he could like help kids sing along in the <laughs> mic. And I, I remember being like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I felt like I was a part of the band, you yeah. know, I was like, I, was like, I got you, oh, I got you, dude. you go keep going, keep going. You got, it. I got you. Huh? you know, I was like 12 years old. And I was just like, so psyched. And then you had a, you went on to have a professional relationship with him too, right? Uh, with Dallas? Well, not me personally. About? The band Seven Star, they're both from Ocala. Uh, okay. So I've been Seven Star, Day to Remember, they were all Ocala guys. Yeah. And so <laughs> I started filling in on drums so I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And, and right when I was doing that Dallas was managing that band mm-hmm. so yeah I, t- I mean I, 
I don't know him well, but so like back in the day, it was, yeah. and I remember kind of being a little starstruck. I was like, oh man, of course. I'm, I'm playing. First of all, it was cool to just be playing in Seven Star because they were mm-hmm. like a cooler band than us at the time. And then, and then, yeah, like I remember our first year at Cornerstone, like we pulled up to the hotel and, and all the dudes from Under Oath were there, you know, and, and, and the oh, band wow. Seven Star was all friends. They're all buddies, you know, and I didn't know them that well. You know, I'd met them a few times. I'm like, oh, this is cool. I'm like hanging out with Under Oath. Like, you know, <laughs> I thought it was cool. Yeah. I was like 18, you know? Yeah. Oh, um, when I got backstage passes to the small town poets show that I went to in like 2002 or whenever it was, that was an alternative Christian rock band yeah. in the early late nineties, early two thousands that we've never talked about on the show, but I, yeah, I also thought there, was there were, shit of fuck so there were, I should say there were two genres, right? Mm-hmm. There was the under oaths and like the metalcore Christian kind of bands. And that's like bands like Devil Wars Prada who shout out to Jeremy, my old roommate. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, and then there was our band that was like the face down records sort of like more beat down hardcore bands that were like just all about like moshing and mm-hmm. like you know like kids like full on like hitting each other in the pit and like singing along like and so there was there was sort of like these two worlds and it eventually kind of more broke touching off. and less touching exactly <laughs> got it more <laughs> <The> more binary <laughs> more long hair black kind of eyelash type gothic, stuff gothic a little bit and then like basketball then shorts and sporty and yeah, touching moshing okay. kicking <laughs> and spin kicks was big you know spinning kicking gymnastics um, i mean you yeah <laughs> okay got it all right you get it you get it it's like uh, it, i um i it's fascinating to hear you talk about it because again it's not a genre like obviously i'm drawn to but mm-hmm. it is a whole uh you know social world yeah. And so as like a sociologist, you know, I'm just trying mm-hmm. to understand like, what's the draw? What is it? I think it just sounds really fun for one well, and fun is a draw. And there's, if you are a kid, mm-hmm. a boy particularly, because this is mostly men. Well, there were a lot of, lot of women. That's the thing. A were lot they mostly women. What do you mean? In this uh, yeah, group? Yeah, for sure. It was I'm definitely mostly like men. The bands were mostly male dominated but that, genre. I, I but let know. me finish. Let me finish. Okay, I'm okay. just saying. There's a lot of cool and girls that play in a lot of these no, bands. No, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm sure there's like plenty of women listening to that yeah, are like, don't erase me. I'm yeah, exactly. not. I'm not. I'm just saying like that was <laughs> that was that whole world. And uh, it's just interesting to figure out like the appeal of, of I think if you are a, a boy and you are in, you know, kind of a, a world of Christianity where perfection is key and mm-hmm. joy is key and trying to appear happy and perfect, um, which is very oppressive. Mm-hmm. And if you have any uh, like awareness of your own feelings or of pain in the world, or even if your family life is hard or mm-hmm. things are difficult, there can be such a huge release in these kind of bands that are talking about pain inflicting pain mm-hmm. at their concerts you know <laughs> and like giving you that was part of it, it that was like yeah like and that release to like literally touch each other to talk about it and to be dark and angry mm-hmm. or fun or whatever and to explore this whole side of your personality that like exists in all of us mm-hmm. but this was like a safe like um you know there was a lot of ritual built into doing oh, that definitely. together yeah. and i'm so glad we're talking about under oath today because there were boys at my school at my little christian school in my class that were like diehard under oath yeah. fans i didn't know this was a christian band until yeah. like recently <laughs> so i thought these guys were like really out there you know well yeah i mean and I then would, there was yeah. a there was a group of boys who um shout out to these boys if you're listening i loved you you were in a band <laughs> called felgard which was a metal band Sick. and i don't know if 
they like ever even got that big. But one of the guy's dads like was in bands and he helped them like get on mm-hmm. shows and tours. And I went to one one time and it was it made me laugh so hard because oh, they- <laughs> Caroline. It's okay. They don't care. Oh my they're god, they're good. They're so like, funny. oh, we're cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We no, cool. they're fine. And uh, <laughs> but the lead singer, he's he's saying like. When the devil comes down, like he sang like that. It wasn't screaming. Yeah, it wasn't like it was really weird. Can we loop that? So, yeah. yeah. Can we loop that? I'll write a little a riff for that. Yeah. That sounds like a good mosh call. Oh, it shocked me the- because that guy was so cool at school, and he was so understated, and he never talked. And he, mm-hmm. you know, he was like whatever. But then he was like, he's doing like clown town, according to me, like yeah. on stage. He's the mayor. So I don't know. I've always been curious of like what was the appeal. These like very otherwise like good, you know, kids at my Christian school, like loved this really dark seeming like yeah. world that was ultimately, I think, just fun. For sure. Um, yeah. I mean, what was, I'm going to make sure I answer your question. So the, the, what was I the appeal? I have no appeal? question. Just okay. a statement. Oh, oh. oh I, thought, I thought you were right. And I don't need a response. <laughs> I don't know. Or, or did I get it right? I Hit mean, it. was that the appeal? Was, did it feel like yeah, that? Yeah. I, I, yes. And I don't think it was that. Or you just necessarily, liked it. It might not be that complicated. Well, yeah, you know, I, yeah. I, I think it was that complicated, but I don't think anyone was that wise to it. I think it, for me and, and some of my friends, I think the conscious decision was like, cool, we're being told we're not allowed to do this, but oh, look, there's these bands that think and are, are told they're not allowed to do it either and they're fucking doing it. Right. Like, And so for me, it was like Under Oath was a band that was like, oh, this band is playing heavy music and and the progression was like, I want to play heavier, heavier music. Like, and when I say heavier, I mean like, like breakdowns and like, I want to get kids moshing. I want to mosh more. Like I moshed all the time. Mm -hmm. Like we would play a show and I would mosh for every band. Like if, uh, if people weren't moshing for a band, Oh yeah. I was totally the guy that I would go out and start pushing people and start moshing. Mm -hmm. And like, and then people would start moshing, you know, like, I did that at a Celine Dion concert Hell once, yeah, but dude. no one liked that I did. <laughs> yeah, I was leading cheers from the bench for my volleyball games. It's a similar idea. But yeah, so so that that was the idea. I think it was like, yeah. it was like, oh, this is something we can all do, and and it and it's. I think it was a point of pride, and I think that's how Under Oath got so popular. Other than, they, I'll be honest, like they put out good music too. Like that, that, yeah. that record is, is it's a good album. Like it's well produced. Like the drums are, are heavy and like, it's, it's good. You know, where you're talking about the record, they're only chasing safety. All the records are yeah. good. I mean, I would argue their first like two records that came out in like 2000, they're mm-hmm. good death metal records. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're, they're good, you know? And if you were into that and wanting to like, you know, you weren't allowed to listen to Slayer. You weren't allowed to listen to, you know, these like older, like metal bands so it was like this is something like, mm-hmm, there weren't right. bands like that you know right. what i mean mortification i joked about earlier they were like one of like a few metal christian metalcore bands but they weren't good you know they didn't get it and it was like oh under oath gets it like this sounds like the other like stuff the that real, i'm not allowed yeah, to listen like secular to one yeah mm-hmm. so that was the appeal right. i think yeah because it was like oh this we can do this and then it, i think it became like a point of pride of like yeah and it's a know, little like anti-authoritarian you know thing exactly it's like you can too. still yeah. have that energy that you want and you're that angsty like i'm you know i don't have to do what anybody's told and i can go out there and fucking mosh and this is god (laughs) (laughs) and there definitely was that like testosterone driven like uh, being tough and being able to i mean but it was also kind of like a community thing too of like yeah, yeah get out there and like mosh and like if you can hold yourself in this I'm not scared of the kids at school or like people mm-hmm. making fun of me. It's like, I was at a show last night and I got fucking kicked in the face yeah. and then my friend helped pick me up. And like, you know, that, that I think about that. Like I broke my nose like three times in high school, oh you my know? God. Huh. Yeah. Cause it's like, 
you just get punched in the face and and you don't get mad at the guy because you know you're like oh i'm doing the same thing it's you're just doing. a part, it's part yeah. of the whole we thing we all signed up for this wow. and i think why it, would you want to do that i would argue it built a little character though <laughs> but like, like for violence <laughs> like, but that's the thing what? it's not like, about the, it wasn't about have you ever been in a fight club caroline that was just like a it was a it was like a what do you call it was collateral damage you know it wasn't like you weren't going out to well, that's the thing. There were it did turn into that. There were eventually fights and guys that were like known to like, you know, come into the mosh pit and like I'm just gonna punch everybody. Yeah. And like one of the few fights I've been in was with this guy who was at one of our shows and he was like hitting girls and stuff. And we oh, all like no. beat the shit out of this guy and we're like, Ew. get the fuck out of here, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so it's like yeah, I don't know. Yeah. When, when you're when you're fourteen that shit is fun and cool and you feel like you're a part of something. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially for a lot of these kids who are only allowed to go to church and hang out with their church friends or whatever. Exactly. So then you can say, hey, mom, can I go to this hardcore very, show? Very like well it's Christian. They're a Christian the band, yeah. right? <laughs> and then you go there and it feels like you're, you're in this, like something else, yeah. you know? And, and it feels like kind of like bad and cool, totally. you know? And, totally. and then you can feel special and different. I, I don't know. I think that's what it was for me. It was like, I felt like I figured something else out that no one else at my school figured out. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And you're part of this like underground. Yeah. Like, yeah. I get it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't know. I'm just speaking my own experience. I would argue a lot of people that have asked about doing this would feel that way, you know, of like, feel yeah. like it was this like thing, like the secret, like thing they found about, you know, mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. I think you know? identity and finding community in that niche, niche, niche way is so why people feel seen. And especially, the overlap, because we talked about how Under Oath was an influence for someone we talked about before on the show, Julian Baker, mm. and just the Venn diagram overlap of probably what are, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but probably what are metal, metalcore, screamo, emo, death metal, like themes and values. Like, uh-huh. I want to die. I'm in yeah. pain. I'm a piece of shit. I'm a wretch. And then how really Christian the Christian version of that is only one degree turned this way. Yeah. It's like, Thankfully, there's God, you know, and yeah, like, exactly. and we should all want to die because right. we're going to go to heaven, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. which this, uh, which this man talks about. Uh, so this man under oath out of Tampa, Florida, metal core genre, which for the record for yes. my own, like, yeah, you know, back please, in the day, please under oath kind of, they went in a little more poppy, you know? Mm-hmm. So when, when under oath went poppy, we were kind of like, nah, we're going to stick with oh, hardcore. No. We're yeah, play yeah, hardcore. Yeah. And then, you know, under oath kind of went and started playing warp tour and like all that, you know, it's a little more poppy, but. I digress. Do you Still know what the name album. under oath means? I would argue that um, you've sworn uh, a commitment to something I'm with Mike on that under one. oath. Yeah. Under oath. Agreed. Yeah. When I tried to, to look up the etymology God. of the name, I'm sure that's what it is in terms of like <laughs> duty and fealty to the Lord. <laughs> the guitarist Luke Morton just said in an interview, it's from somewhere in the Bible. Yep. <laughs> that's how that's, I, it. At the beginning of the podcast, when you we were asking about my band, yeah. I, that's what I meant to say is my brother. We literally couldn't think of anything. He started flipping through the Bible and he read a like top of a passage or something. It said call to, he thought it said call to preserve. We went back and looked later and it said call to persevere. Oh he my just God. read it wrong. <laughs> you missed the whole band Wait name. Yep. yep. <laughs> oh my God. So it's technically a very original. It was a typo. Uh, yeah, it was a typo. He had no idea. <laughs> call to preserve. But That's I guess there's many a, syllables. Like yeah. preserve the goodness in your community oh, to preserve the. I mean, it makes sense with like straight edge mm-hmm. ideology and all that yeah. bullshit. But I yeah. love the idea yeah. of flipping through the Bible. All right, guys, uh, <laughs> our band tonight, give it up for Onan Seed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Lamb I mean, of Sod. <laughs> when we first got signed to our label, the, the owner of the label went to like read that passage and we were like, oh, wait, actually, that's not what it says. 
It's like that's not yeah. what it means. And he was like, different oh, yeah, version look at that. Bible. It's NIV. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, okay. So at the beginning of the band's life, they were doing the thing of like, we're you know not necessarily a Christian band, but we are Christians in yes. a band. So we kind sing of, about. A that. lot of bands were doing that because they knew they needed to appeal to a larger audience mm-hmm. and they they wanted to go on tour. We we wanted to like be able to go on tour with bands that yeah. were like not you Christian. know there were bands out that there that were like you know uh what do you call it um what's what the uh, like satanists or like mm-hmm. whatever but we're like oh the band's cool you know we want to know that let them know that we're not we're yeah. open to it we're not dead you know just so you could get on the bill it mm-hmm. wasn't really about like your personal ideology right. or what the band believes yeah and that particular language makes all those bands sort of converse in whatever they want to do so switch folk can do whatever they want to exactly. do because they're like we're christians in a band that's john foreman talking uh um and then as time would go on, Under Oath just slowly but surely became not a Christian band. There's actually a great YouTube video I was watching about the rise and fall of Christian hardcore and metal and emo. And one of the things the guy credited what happened to Under Oath in most of the bands mm-hmm. from this time is that they just started really young and they yeah. just kind of didn't question the values that they were given. All. And then they got into their late 20s and early 30s. They're like, what oh yeah, no no shade, but we <laughs> don't like care about this. I mean, about. Yeah, that, yeah. That, I mean, yeah, that that's our origin story as well. It was right. like, we we just did whatever all the older guys were doing. I don't know. What, what, oh, these... Yeah, and this was like absolutely what I believed when yeah. I was like sure. 19. I mean, yeah, you know? I decided yeah. I was going to be straight edge for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> when I was 14 years old, yeah, exactly, yeah. you know, and like, yeah. what the hell? I don't even know what, you know what Made I mean? It. Like, yeah. <laughs> and like my brother though, my brother's still straight edge. God bless mm-hmm. him. You know, yeah, yeah, he's right. just going strong. The, in 2018, the singer, the now singer, Spencer Chamberlain said that Christianity ruined his life. He said, my journey, my role in playing in a Christian band, I had held a huge burden and I got burnt really bad. It was treating awfully. I don't, I'm not saying it's wrong for everyone, but it was wrong for me. It ruined my life. It turned me into a drug addict and people were awful to me the whole time. Oh. I never felt more alone than when I was a Christian. Who, wait, so, who was this? Sorry. Spencer Chamberlain, oh, yeah, yeah. who is uh, the front yeah. man now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so obviously they have turned a corner on that stuff. Yeah. But they do. They broke up for like two years, like yeah, for a, a little longer, a teeny that, tiny yeah. bit of time yeah. and got back together. But they're still going strong. They got a new album coming yeah, out this January. I just listened January. to the, 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 the single, single on the way here. It's like really industrial. Yeah, the very end of the song. That's says, so cool. Something. Which is a like, far right. cry. I mean, an oath and they're swearing too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, uh, I just want to play, just to kind of give people a taste. We're talking about the song, Some Will Seek Forgiveness, Others Escape from the 2004 album, They're Only Chasing Safety. Their most streamed song is a song called A Boy Brushed Red Living in Black and White. Ooh. So this is basically what their music normally sounds like. This is a poppier Oh, yeah? A little poppier. I see. Yeah. He's still caught like, this is the real <laughs> stuff. Yeah, this wasn't cool. We were like, eh, it's kind of poppy. My life! Sounds great, though. <laughs> 42 million streams. This is their most recent song? This no, is their this most is... streamed song. Most streamed. So this is a <laughs> Caroline's face bobbing along like she's getting yeah, car sick. Yeah. <laughs> this is a song, just to kind of show the journey, this is a song about Two people having sex and realizing that it's wrong because it was premarital oh, sex. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. Yeah, sex shaming Makes me want to in the right church. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what have we done? The sweat of your sin. Like, it's oh, a lot yeah. of those kinds of That's lyrics. So funny. It's it's yes, actually oh, yeah. very funny. But then the song we're talking about in full is uh, the song "Some Will Seek Forgiveness, Others Escape." 
which isn't that all of us, and then featuring guest vocals from Aaron Marsh from Coke. Which I like this song real quick just because yeah. it feels like a worship song at the sure. end of this album, which is so funny and great. It's the last Very day funny. of camp. Like, yeah. Yeah. hey guys, we've had a lot of fun. We've all, everyone's moshed. We did yeah. the diving board. We did the we big blow up yeah. thing. Also, they had a song. beatbox guy in the band mm-hmm. and he probably wrote it and they're like, all right, fine, you can have the last song. <laughs> a beatbox guy? Yeah, he was like a piano, piano like uh, beatbox kind of like, you know, he did beats and stuff. Okay. Yeah. I thought he was like a Reggie Watts type. No, like, <laughs> no he, everybody knows this guy. He would like yeah. headbang like crazy. The singing style is so sweet. Well, that's Marsh, right? I don't believe that's. No, I think this is uh, Aaron Gillespie, the drummer. He, the, all oh. the singing, all the like nice singing, is Aaron Gillespie, who eventually did his own spin-off band called The Almost that my friend Joe played drums for. Oh, I know. there you the go. Almost, okay. Yeah. Hey, Whenever I'm a drummer is like the main singer, are you like, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cool Hand Luke, remember that band? Leon Helm. Nope. <laughs> I don't know bands. Cool Hand Luke is great. Sure you do. Uh, wait, how do you feel about Rihanna being a billionaire? I haven't checked in with you about that. <laughs> Man, that's a that's a second service topic okay. right there. I can't speak publicly about that. It's so complex. <laughs> It's just her assets are worth a billion. It's not like she has a billion oh in her okay. bank account Turn right now. Turning the song up. <laughs> I just want to get to the drop where it changes. Yeah, you can skip ahead if you need. Yeah. It kind of just does this for about three minutes. Yeah. Here we go. Bring it. Bring it. This is like the build in church, you know? Oh, yeah. The bridge, right? Everybody come to the front. Let's praise him together. And if you believe in God, shout it with your whole heart tonight. And also, everybody fucking mosh. Jesus. Go off. They should do this in church. I feel like people would really need it. I guarantee it. you. A praise and worship band has played this in church. I feel like I've seen it. Yeah. I can more than I guarantee know. you that. Yeah. With the uh, screen? Oh, yeah. I don't know about the screen. Every I, yeah. church had a band with like, someone who could scream. <laughs> so lyrically, Caroline, how did this strike you? Was this about what you expected from a Christian hardcore metal band? Did it feel like a little Julian Baker adjacent, which would make sense given the influence? <laughs> uh, the chorus being, hey, unfaithful, I will teach you to be stronger Hey, ungraceful, I will teach you to forgive one another, which I think is them assuming the POV of God. I was going to say, I think they're interpreting it as yes. It's so funny to think about referring to anyone like, Hey, unfaithful, how's it going? Yeah, yeah. How are you? Hey, ungrateful, what do you (laughs) think about that? Ungrateful, son of a bitch, what's going on? It's just a nickname. It's funny. I like it. Ah, uh, this oh, yeah, the lyric writing. Right? Here's my kiss to betray. Uh, well, desperate. he switches POV. Mm-hmm. Also, you know when I lied and Jesus, I'm ready to come home. Um, yeah, I, I can't mean, wait to a, die. A classic song of like longing to to be a good Christian to figure mm-hmm. it out. Which, yeah, I don't know if I would have expected from a metal band. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's nothing particularly like. Uh, I don't know, like gory or graphic about this song, you know, or visceral. Like it's a very, uh, you know, those kind of introspective, like prayerful moments is what this sounds like to mm-hmm. me. I think that's why Under Oath was able to push to that next caliber of like, because there were, you know, there were a lot of bands just like them, like Norma Jean and like Extol and like all these bands. 
But Under Oath was on this album was able to just like catapult to like the mainstream, and they started touring on Warp Tour, and like it was oh Christian hardcore is now like relevant to like the average non-Christian person, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's what was, and I think they did that because they wrote these lyrics in like a emo-y kind of like romanticized yes. interpretation of like, you know, writing a song about the guilt of having sex, you know, out of wedlock. And it's like, there's a lot of meat there. If that's how you feel and you're convicted about or that. There's a little wiggle there. <laughs> there's a wiggle, a, yeah. yeah. An average wiggle. Yeah, but you're exposed when you talk about that in that way, you know? Well, I even think so it's think- interesting to make the subject matter like, I did do this thing and I feel bad about it. Not mm-hmm. the usual POV of like, I'm thinking about having sex, but I'm not gonna because Lord is <laughs> yeah, my strength. Yeah, yeah, to do, admit do, do. that I had sex. But it's like, yeah, we did something fuck. DC talked about. Yeah, oh, it was yeah. happening. Like, we did <laughs> this, and we have not, to, and we have to live with I it. I don't want it. It's like, <laughs> I wanted it, and I've I got been a virgin it. Virgin this whole time. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. Michael Tate shouts out. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, kind of part and parcel with a lot of the stuff we talked about. Jesus, I'm ready to come home, which always feels a little bit dark to me. Yeah, it, it feels like, suicidal. It, does. it always does. There's and, so and, much suicidal like ideation kind of stuff. And that songs. was another piece of this, which I don't mean to make light of the subject at all, but uh, one of my like best friends I grew up with um, runs that com- helps run that company uh, to write love in arms. Do you know this? Mm-hmm. Yes. And yes. so they you know, ha- came out with the, the to write love in our arms t-shirt and the singer of under oath, I think wore it on the cover of like revolver or some like big magazine. And then my friend Lindsay, like went on tour with under oath to like cornerstone and all these festivals mm-hmm. selling their t-shirt, promoting this, you know, and that were all the goth girls at my Christian school had those. And yeah, it, it, it was like, this, explain to the listener. They may not know what to yeah, write love. Under so arms to write love in arms is uh, a nonprofit about uh, basically trying to help teenagers uh, questioning suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, or who do or like self-harm self-harm yeah. I, I'm sorry if I'm doing the incorrect uh, way of talking about this no. um, hey we'll find out when you get cancer I guess so week. Yeah. Yeah. bring it out <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> well I've never heard of someone ask that's for the white cancer no, come on <laughs> oh no Mike uh, yeah no no come on come at me oh god um, <laughs> uh, I don't even know my anyway, Twitter they login they do great work Mike uh, had so many white claws he tried to cancel himself by plugging uh, a one charity and I said bring it out give me another lemon white claw <laughs> Uh, but no, it is. A, they're they're. That's you know, cool. They brought a lot of awareness. They like, really. I did. heard about it as a teenager. No, I didn't. I didn't sure. know it was a big issue. You we know, were all aware. It was yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so that's you know, and the the it, it's literally my hometown is where this uh, company was sort of born Whoa. out of. But it weirdly became like the scene T-shirt to wear, yeah. and everyone but thought I it was like an underwear shirt. That's the strength of this genre too, to talk about something like that that's happening to young kids, and and to t- in a very grounded reality, and yeah. not like, oh well, non-Christian kids out there are drinking a lot and having a problem. It was like, no, was we like, know this is an issue. I we'll did. talk about it. Absolutely, yeah. yeah I, I would like to go on record saying that I am very grateful for this genre of music. It formed the person I am. Sure, and like, absolutely. You know, I, I joke a lot about it, and there's a lot of absurdities and problematic things tied to it but you know i think there is some good in it and totally. and you know i would argue that i'm a better for person for for having like gone through it and like figured out what i how i see yeah. the world yes. i hope that, that's um, everyone's takeaway with whatever their experience with whatever the christian media they had is yeah whatever know. was spoon fed yeah. down their throat <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we have a segment we do on this show sometimes called cover me <laughs> Where we go to YouTube and try to find a cover of the song that we're talking about. Okay. I'm sure there's tons of acapella covers of this. I tell you what, Caroline, <laughs> there is a cover of Some Will Seek Forgiveness, Others Escape. 
by a woman using a single solo instrument. Oh, a harp? <laughs> wow. And it's really good. It's beautiful. <laughs> well, it's a beautiful song, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, mel- it's very melodically pretty. Gorgeous. So this one, yeah, she's got nice. 75,000 views. Good record collection she's got back there. She's yeah. talented. Yeah. And I trust mean, me, I know from harp players, and she's talented. <laughs> being a harpist alone, I mean, you're like a unicorn. Your Could life you is charmed. Imagine if they had a harp on this song. Would have been better. Would have taken it to the next level. Yeah. I want to look at the comments. <laughs> Would have been better. <laughs> Would have been a lot better. I wish <laughs> someone commented, I wish you knew the amount of joy I feel in my heart knowing that people have not forgotten about Under Oath, and there is what? a harp yes. cover of one of their best <laughs> yes. songs. You made my day, girl, and yes. this is incredible. <laughs> Love Mike. The irony is, is Underworld is not one of my favorite bands. Oh, that's just what I want to say. Maybe <laughs> but it, they were. But it's what it represents. In when the, the Sun genre. Sleeps yeah, yeah, yeah. was one of my favorite records. Mm-hmm. After that, I got too cool for Underworld. Yeah, wow. too mainstream. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. got too mainstream for me. Yes. And we did find um, Caroline. This is uh, we're starting to find. By the way, we did this one time, and a, one of the women that we talked about her cover. Of the Striper song "To Hell with the Devil," she sent us a DM on Instagram and said, "Hey, thanks for saying such nice things wow. about the cover. I oh, listened good. to the podcast." Because someone mind. <laughs> on the old commentary. No, oh, yeah, they're listening. We, <laughs> they we are joke, listening. We joke about the GCF bump, but if something has around <laughs> a couple of hundred bump? to a thousand views, oh, if we sure. talk about the show, there might actually yeah, be like which, an interaction hence or. That's why impact. I sometimes take issue with us, like dunking the eight-year-old with like ten views. Well, like, no. There's no eight what years. a tool! Yeah, that, that'll, that'll send some ripples to that kid's brain for that'll sure. Find its way. Oh yeah. my God! There's of course uh, the genre of uh, man and woman doing it as a duet. Love that. Oh, this is at a church for sure. No, probably. Yeah. Oh, the scarf and the hand in her lap, 100. Can you type in like youth service? If or a woman's wearing a scarf while singing a song <laughs> in the middle yeah, of summer, be. you might be a worship leader. <laughs> Or your daigle. <laughs> you might be a daigle. Uh, That's a sweet one. Some will see. Way to cover our bases, Caroline. What? Uh, that was a sweet one. Oh, I, I did. Like that. <laughs> I meant really it. Track. Yeah, yeah, they were great. Uh, wow, what a beautiful voice. Out there, it was a sincere uh, comment. <laughs> well, uh, Mike, I'm actually going to do you one better because okay, hit me with it. one of the top uh, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> search results is this is from... Uh, performed at Christmas Institute 2010 Rooted. I don't know if that's a conference or what. Uh, But this is, you know, you can look this up, listener, as well. But this is Under Oath, Rope Drama Skit, Some Will Seek Forgiveness, Others Escape. Oh, yes. Rope Drama? Rope rope Drama. Rope Drama. Rope. No, it's R-O-P-E. And I don't know if you've seen something like a music video, like a hell human video. Yeah. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Oh, hell yeah. And this is a woman. We're cutting into this midway. But oh, she's yeah. Getting caught Ooh, that up would be in, me and the drums back there. Yep. Uh, she's getting caught up in all sorts of sin. And it's Everybody being represented. Works. Oh, I, see, I understand. Who's this guy? By her is that getting, the devil? It might the be the devil. Sk- it's the lighthouse skit. Oh, you mean? Yeah, the lighthouse skit. We've talked about it. Do you seven. spill your beans? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, oh, that's kind of like what happened when you're moshing, though. Yeah, so this is pretty rough, and they use actual ropes. Yeah, someone edited it. some overlays on this video too. Very nice. Yeah, it makes me feel weird. I loved She's when my friends run. would come She's to church to with me, and then it'd be a week where they were doing some shit like this, <laughs> and they'd have to like it's, explain um, it. You know, it's cool. 
for the scream drop, they really yank her. It's pretty violent what we see. Uh-oh. She's putting so many ropes, one around her neck. Oh, God. See, look okay, at that. They actually yanked her neck. Hey. Yeah. It looks. Y'all, you were hurting this Did they girl. have a stunt coordinator no. on? No. I mean. Okay, this is the lighthouse skit. skit. The one where it's like. Uh, it's very similar, you yes, know, yeah, to the life. She's like drinking. Wait, you said lighthouse. You mean lifehouse? It's lifehouse. Oh, okay. Yeah, the band. <laughs> oh, ha ha ha! <laughs> what an idiot switch up. <laughs> lighthouse, lighthouse. It's lifehouse. I yeah, I, that's why I was confused. Oh, I was like, I was, yeah, I was like, you know this one. Okay, yeah. Lighthouse, lifehouse. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then of course she does wow. find a lit up cross right. as her soul salvation will save her. Ropes. Everything's fine. Oh my god! Perfect song for that kind of uh, oh yeah, you know, meaningful skit. Yeah, and I'll be, I'll be honest, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. And now that you are, let's think of more songs that be good for has that. probably inspired so many, you oh, know, god. abstinence god. skits. <laughs> you yeah, don't it's even just, know. It's just like I don't know. What, it's the, the soundtrack to theater. It's the description oh of a refrigerator. <laughs> I, that is something that that I do feel bad about. Is like the influence that it, like one time we were at a show in Canada, and this kid came up to our merch table, and he had he was eighteen years old. He just turned eighteen, and he had gotten his first tattoo. He's like, dude, I got my first tattoo. Check it out. He shows me his fit his uh hands right and on his hands he had two big x's with you guess oh, it yeah. hold fast Ooh. which of course it. is one of the, the lyrics we heard at the beginning of the oh podcast my and my jaw dropped and i was like i'm so sorry man <laughs> i was like Permanent what do you why did you do that <laughs> i was like how old are you and he's like i just turned 18 <sighs> i was like ah so if you're listening i hope everything's okay and maybe you know you have more tattoos than just on your hands venmo him for the tattoo removal <sighs> surgery <Wow>. i feel <laughs> i feel guilty i feel like i was a part Take of this kid potentially having a hard time getting a job <laughs> in the future this uh, is why kids should just instead of getting a tattoo simply engrave your iphone <laughs> Or your iPod. Remember when you could or, do that? You or could order your jean jacket. Gravy. You know, put some yeah. cool. That used to be the Paint thing. Paint stuff on the wall. Yeah, put a misfit skull on the back of your jean jacket. You'll that be fine. Be so Dye your nice. hair. You know? Yeah, yeah. temporary <laughs> stuff. <laughs> okay, I think it's time to rate this song. Uh, we're going to give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down, Mike. Mm. A thumbs up is a holy toast. That's when we send ah. this song to heaven <laughs> where the angels will be toasting it. Wow. Yeah. Also, DC Talk. Holy Roast is when we send it down there Uh-oh. for a little wiggle. <laughs> or, yeah. hey, I'm a oh freak. Sound good. I'm Satan. You know what? I mean, this is one that could potentially do both. Well, we have an option, which is purgatory, which is. The space between. I hate you guys and this podcast so much. We hate you too, Caroline. Let's start with you. Oh, this is a toast for me. What a sweetie pie little song. You know, just just very nice. Uh, I like when they scream. I like the release of it. You know, it feels like you're very pent up the entire song. So you need it. Kevin is all about that wiggle. Yeah. Dexter's like, yeah, come yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. E two Dexter. I love this room. Uh, yeah, toast for me. All right, Mike, what say you? Um, I mean, I think I I would be biased, but I'm gonna go I am gonna go purgatory Space because between. that is to me, that is what this genre does. Is it 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 you can be in both. Wow, you can, a meaningful space between. You can tour with a death metal band and you can tour with uh, an early Christian under oath. I love that. Beautiful. And bring I, everyone together. 
I was going to put in the space between, but then I saw that cute lady wearing a scarf scene. I was like, wait, this song's good. So I'm giving a holy toast. <laughs> Under Earth, you're going to heaven, baby. <laughs> Whether you believe in it or not. The scarf is like your push-up bra. <laughs> hey, well. It yeah. Works. Hey, why do you think I don't? I have a problematic daigle interest. It's because each successive scarf she puts on, I'm like, hubba, hubba, hubba. You can go to at Christian Fun Pot and vote for yourself. Give it a roast or a toast. So get out there and. Pokemon go to the poll. <laughs> Guess what? Cozy economy. Oh, it's been so long. What? Hillary. Hey, uh, Caroline, speaking of Hillary, you looking forward to American Crime Story? Edie Falco yeah. is Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Coming Are soon. Are you looking forward to that? Yeah, I think so. You're going to watch it? You I'm looking forward to Clive Owen and his Bill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then Beanie. Yeah, I was mostly curious of how, how he's going to do Bill. Could be good. Could be weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike, right now we're taking it to a more... Worshipful space. You don't even have to tell me. I so, already know the so music the cue. I know what to do on the drums. <laughs> and we're dimming the lights yep. in here. Pastor's coming up. And we're lighting the candles. Yep. And uh, we're just going to. I'm just going to do some light symbol work right now. Yeah. Nothing too so heavy. So come up and, uh, as many pastors would say, do business with the mm-hmm. Lord. Make a deal. Yep. Make a deal Make a with deal. the Lord. <laughs> I just need to know from the worship leader if we are going to go into a song after this or not. <laughs> We're <laughs> definitely going to go to a song, okay. and it might be the one so you wrote for up. your band. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, we're not here to plug our projects or promote ourselves. We're here to lift it up to the Lord. It yep. may be something we're enjoying to in secular culture. We're going to start with Caroline once again. Lifting me up at Caroline's Parts, and I'm lifting up a movie I really enjoyed called The Green Knight. <laughs> <laughs> why, why, why are you giggling? <laughs> I liked it. it was Not fun. the Suicide Squad? <laughs> it's on the list. <laughs> We're getting there. Okay. Maybe. I, um, to be honest, I thought about it and then I was like, I'm going to wait to get made fun of until next week. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> but yeah, Two movies we saw together uh, and both times I was very scared because Delta's having her moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to get that N95 mask. Mm-hmm. make you feel better. I found yeah. a few of them on the sidewalk if you need one. Oh yeah, I'll take one of those. Sure. I had N95 masks, and then I've got extras. You do? I do. Yeah. Are they KN95 or N95? What's wrong with KN95, huh? <laughs> I don't know. No problem. You got an issue with K? Kevin likes things with lots of K's. In yeah. What the fuck? Whoa, 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 guys! <laughs> <laughs> How many K's you got? Oh. <laughs> uh, Mine yeah. are like construction masks, so whatever that one is. Oh, like okay. I got it from that, Home Depot. Oh, with the filter thing, the, the plastic. No filter thing, but like you know. Air oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Spray, like that's the spray paint mask. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. That's like, like that. the bad guy, or like the spray paint B-box character in like a video game. Yeah. When it's Caroline, there's always no filter, Mike. Okay, <laughs> come Ooh, on, hey, that's her. That's her. Uh, I've noticed. Gloves are off. All right, Mike. What do you have to lift up? Where can people lift you up on social media? Oh boy. What are your projects oh, you have to lift up? Sure. Can? I mean. Do I give to give my handles? Is that what I do right now? Your handles. Talk about at Aviles Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, please, yeah, please listen to my new band, newer band that is not a Christian band. Sorry, is it hardcore? Sorry, mom. It's not hardcore. <laughs> okay. Is it softcore? It's not softcore. Is it limpcore? <laughs> it's it's a bit of a wigglecore. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's got hey, a bit representation of a wiggle to it. matters. Applecore. Uh, it's called Twin at Twin <laughs> underscore music <laughs> underscore. Yeah. At Twin underscore music underscore on Instagram. And what's something in secular uh, culture you've enjoyed recently? Something you watched or listened to? You know, uh, can I say something I'm looking forward to? Yeah. Uh, yeah, future lift, sure. So it's my birthday next week. 
August is it 23rd. really? It oh is. my god! Yeah, you'll get an invite. We'll okay. do something. Great. I don't know. I'm bad at my birthdays, but yeah. Um, so it's indoors with a lot of join. people. Thank you. <laughs> we're, I think we're gonna do outdoors, Golden Road. Okay. Um, but uh, on Monday, on my actual birthday, is a show called The Ultimate Surfer coming out. You've been posting about this a lot. I have. I'm very upset about it. <laughs> um, it's very, very misunderstanding of what surf culture is in yeah. Hollywood trying to do what they do. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to weirdly tie it to The Bachelor in Paradise, and I just can't wait Sounds to see great. what the f- what is going on. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to have a... Carolines of really the world. Good. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> they can get the Selling Sunset team in there, too. Oh, my like, God. It's game over. Yep. <laughs> Sign me up. But uh, local hometown hero Kelly Slater is executive producing it, and um, oh it's going to be terribly gnarly. <laughs> is it a dating show or a competition to surf? That's what I can't decide they're or trying to date their surfboards the, the, the promos are making it, it it's it's supposed to be like the ultimate <laughs> fighter you know like the, like the best surfer wins and i don't even know what that means wins because all these surfers are already like semi-pro surfers but whatever um but then they have like a weird crossover dating thing i don't understand what's happening Perfect. and I, I yeah yeah so i'm gonna have a, a viewing party on monday night uh, oh yeah delta variant invited <laughs> delta she can, your come. Uh-huh. she can come i have a Bring big your sliding best. glass door don't worry i'll open it all right, thanks, Mike. You can lift me up at uh, Kevin T. Porter everywhere. I don't know, guys. <laughs> uh, what do I lift up? What should I lift up, Caroline? Um, Texas, hometown state. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna lift yeah. up Texas. I'm gonna lift up Governor Mitt Greg Romney. Abbott. I'm gonna lift up Mitt Motherfucking Romney. Lone I'm star. gonna lift yeah. up Lone Star Beer, Bucky's, the Great Gasoline Bucky's. Station chain, a Border Town. I don't I'm know. I'm gonna lift up Torchy's Tacos. Hell I'm gonna yeah. lift up. Other Tex-Mex mm. establishments, Kirby Lane, Kirby Queso in Austin, Texas. Mm. Maybe I'll get some in a few weeks. South mm. by, sure. Yeah, love South by Southwest, <laughs> absolutely. Austin City Limits, the last music festival I ever went to and thought, I'm too old for this. You're never too old for a music <laughs> festival. Don't let anyone ever tell you that. Res Band would say otherwise. Wow, oh, that's nice. Do we know Res Band? We no. won't get into it. You don't know Resurrection Band? Oh, Google that afterwards. Oh, I will. They, hey. started, they started Cornerstone. Finally, something for me to Google That's full circle. Show. <laughs> if it wasn't for Res Band, we wouldn't have Under Oath. Wow. We talked about Cornerstone a lot. Thank we talked to uh, our friend Allison Rosen, oh, yeah. who went and wrote we, a whole story there. We played it for five years straight. Hey, did you have any fun uh, Christian celebrity interactions there? Not even just hardcore people, but people we would know. You know, yeah. I mean, I've seen, I've been around Reliant K. That was mm-hmm. fun. I ate, I ate, uh, Backstage, I ate lunch with Switchfoot once, and I was like too scared to say hi to them. <laughs> but then, but then after, I like sat right next to what's the singer's name? John Foreman. Yeah, I sat right next to John Foreman, and my friend Lindsay from To Write Love in Arms yeah. like knows him, and I could have easily been like, "Hey, man, I'm from Florida. Like, we probably." And he would be like, "Ah, Mike, nice to meet <laughs> yeah, exactly. you." But I was like too nervous because ten-year-old me was like, "It's show? fucking Switchfoot." <laughs> And so I just uh, sat next to him and ate Amazing. and then went, watched them sound check. That's really cool. Um, he probably would have said, how dare you speak to me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Super irritating. That's a good story. You can lift us up at Christian Fun Pod everywhere. You can go to patreon.com slash goodchristianfun for more good Christian fun. And leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We donate a dollar to charity for each review you leave. This month's charity is the Rainforest Trust. Mike, hey, what a fun episode! Thanks so much, buddy. I had a blast. What a nice time! Thank you. We just barely scratched the surface on this long episode. You know, I was thank him, and there's nothing like I did none of this. Oh, it was all him through you. One hundred percent. You've literally never done anything good in your stupid life. I don't know how I'm gonna drive home tonight. I'm fucked. The power of the spirit, Lord, take the wheel. Yes, that's right. And there's nothing left to say except for an old pot's people said. 
and let's go out with my favorite worship song, a little song called Fight Till the End. This is the one I wrote. Written by... Hey, yes. come on. Micah Peek. So are you going to get like five cents tonight? I'm sorry? This song this? is what, a From minute long? Okay. Yeah, actually, we we do make money. Or I think the guitar player of our band has the most kids now, so we let him get the money from Spotify. Ah, uh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, up those kids. I'm saying, I think he's got cash. number four coming. Jesus. <laughs> Too many. Too many. Stop po- stop the population. Yeah. And on that note, we'll see you next week. Climate change week. is real. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>